Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. My dear penguins, <laughs> we stand on a great threshold. It's okay to be scared. Many of you won't be coming back. Thanks to Batman, the time has come to punish all God's children. First, second, third, and fourth born. Why be biased? Male and female. How the sexes are equal with their erogenous zones blown sky high. Forward march. The liberation of podcast has begun. What an insane movie. I'm so glad that was one of the two that I was. I was either going to do that or I was looking for the the chubby little digits. Speech. This, that, that was my I couldn't other find no, that. No, I, I wrote yeah. it down. Why? Because I was no. born. No, I when I when I <laughs> picked shiny up, flippers. When I picked up my Tiffany rattle <laughs> with a smooth flipper instead of five chubby digits, they freaked. I was their number one son, and they treated me like number two. <laughs> um, I have been weirdly. And I, I, it seems like now maybe some part of it was me getting ready to watch this movie again. Because this is a movie I, uh, I rewatch. You're, you're a fan. A lot. <clears throat> and I knew we were going to do this miniseries. I was like, I will withhold. Sure, sure, sure. And not rewatch this you're movie. Edging. For a year, I want to edge so that it really pays off when I get to watch it again. But in the last couple of weeks leading up to this episode, I've been watching a lot of Taxi. Like, <laughs> oh, like old, like DeVito, old DeVito. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it Young is. DeVito. Uh, young DeVito. I mean, really, like formative, like the the genesis of DeVito. What's it, know what him. are you watching it on? What's it on? Hulu. Hulu has every Hulu. season, but they're missing a lot of episodes. Right. I think I knew that. Maybe for licensing or sure, what have sure. you. Music. Um, but it is. It did make me realize, like, oh, this is literally the only time Danny DeVito has given a performance like this. <laughs> oh, in you mean in his entire career? Wait, this. this. Yeah. Batman Returns. Yes. yes. No. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. No, yeah. he's doing, like, it's really hard to imagine him doing anything like this now. He's, like, he's never just a done mumble, a, a character um, performance like this no. outside of this one movie. His weird sort of, like, you know, public persona at right. this point is becoming sort of penguin. Sure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he's mean, like chaotic good penguin. Yeah, where yeah. he's just like, man, I'm going to retire, bitch. You know, <laughs> and, and like posting tweets of his foot. And then I <laughs> saw him drinking his lemon shell. Troll foot? <laughs> Troll foot, Troll yeah. Foot. And he gave this... um uh, this special award at a Gotham ceremony that I was at one a year. Gotham ceremony. It's a fair, fair. I didn't even make that connection to like his producing partner. You know, what's he? Jersey films, right? Or whatever. Yeah. And he just got on stage. You know, and it's the Gotham, so people are just kind of eating and not paying yeah. attention. And he just went, "Holy shit balls! Holy shit balls!" Like eight times <laughs> where everyone's just like what's he doing and then he's like I'm here to present the award <laughs> like he just <laughs> do you know about the spl- he's weird do you know about the splatter cuts thing like eight years ago Dana Vito went to Comic Con and like set up a booth uh-huh. like it wasn't even like a panel he just like had a booth <clears throat> and everyone was like what are you doing here and he's like I'm making short form horror movies now and he was like why can't horror movies be 90 seconds long and he and some childhood friend of his set up a YouTube channel where they made really gory, like, 90-second horror mobisodes. All right, all right. And there's a video that he made to Mobisodes. promote it that's, like, him sitting down at, like, a junket to talk about splatter cuts. 
and you just hear the interviewer off screen going like, and here we have joining us Dan DeVito, <laughs> who's here to talk about Splatter Cuts. Splatter Cuts are a new way of horror, a short form, 90 second delectable bite. And he's like wrestling to put like his mic on. And then the second they ask him the first question, which is like, so how are you doing today? His head explodes <laughs> scanner style with like blood and viscera all over the place. And you're just like, I guess he just liked this idea and probably put $2 million into it. Oh my God. And you can't find any trace of those short films online no, anymore. I'm Googling and Google doesn't even know what you're talking about. He did wow. start his own uh, limoncello company. The though, Blood right? Factory. Yes. Blood Factory. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not his limoncello company. No, the limoncello company is not yeah. called the Blood Factory. That was, of course, he went on The View after apparently being out all night with George Clooney drinking limoncello. Right. And went on the talk show, not hungover, but still drunk. Yeah, still very drunk. And did a George W. Bush impression. (laughs) I feel like the Limoncello episode or like chapter of Danny DeVito's career is like a very early Twitter thing for me. Yes. Because he was like an early follow for me for some reason on Twitter. Because it used to be interesting that an (laughs) actor would like to base themselves by being on that website. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was also like, I remember like best week ever devoting like 17 weeks to the Lemoncello interview because it was just like, it was one of those weird, like the first times that the new media landscape had such a like slow motion chain wreck on television to dissect. Like it was like Drew Barrymore, like jumping on the desk, except now we had a thousand outlets to like take it apart. Right. Uh, hello, everybody. This is uh, Limoncello Talk. Talking to Vito. Mm, talking cello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this ben, is... can you insert a cello drop right there? Like, uh, yeah. Cello yeah, strings. Yo-yo. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. A little yo yo. A little yo yo ma. Yeah. Um, no, of course, I'm joking. This podcast is called Fanny DeVito. It's a podcast for Dan DeVito fans. <laughs> I am a fanny. I can't, uh, I can't deny uh, it. Stanny DeVito. Oh, boy. Stanny. You know, he was in this play, like, uh, The Price last year. Right. Uh, His Broadway like debut. A, uh, yeah, correct. Yeah. In which apparently he, like, eats a whole egg on stage at one point, And it's, like, very dramatic. And I didn't go because it got bad reviews. But yeah. I really should have gone. I Just wanted to, to see him eat that egg. Yeah. <laughs> Is it hard-boiled? He got like a Tony num. Yeah, hard-boiled yeah. egg. He like, okay. you know, peels and dramatically yeah. eats a hard-boiled egg. Ten times egg. a week, including matinees. Yeah, right. That's a, a lot of protein. Uh, I know I one time I was in L.A. and there were a lot of posters up that he was doing uh, the Sunshine Boys with Judd yeah. Hirsch. Yeah, yeah. So he'd never done Broadway, but I guess he would Off do Broadway, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, no. I know it was West End, right? Yeah, right. West this podcast End. is called Blank Check. Mm-hmm. It's about filmographies. Directors who have massive success early on in their career and are given a series of blank checks to make whatever crazy passion projects they want. Sometimes those checks clear, and sometimes they bounce. And what a what greater... They, they bounce what? Baby! <laughs> Your firstborn baby! <laughs> like, they wrote this, and they were like, yeah, we don't know who we're going to have to play. Catwoman, we'll, we'll meet with every famous actress right. in America. And then, like, who's going to play the Penguin? And they were like, everyone was just like, well... I mean, Danny DeVito, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Who else is going to play this? But then the other thing is, like, you have to imagine that when he went to Warner Brothers and was like, Danny DeVito's playing the Penguin, they're like, you know what? His instincts are so on point. We're not going to question anything he's doing. Yeah, right. Right. And then you assume Danny DeVito shows up and plays the Penguin like Louis De Palma and it's like, hey, come on, I'm well, trying to steal some money here. Right, then he'll play it like Burgess Meredith, right? He'll right. be like a gangster. Right. right. He's it, done that. Right, instead of playing it like Klaus Kinski. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh like, a, a, let's make this the most horrifying character to look at in the history of cinema. There's a shot. There's a shot, and when he first is uh, realizes that he's being put into this campaign, where he's just standing in the middle of the office, and he's still in his like dirty pajamas, holding a fish, all three feet of him, <laughs> a, <fin. laughs> a dead fish, and there's just some. It's so funny. Like it's it I just burst out laughing. This movie's a masterpiece. It's also one of those things where like for how much Dane DeVito like made his career playing like the scumbag, he's never actually been sold as menacing in a film. Sure. Like when yeah. he's the asshole or the villain, he it's always like kind of a joke that he's yes. the villain. Because yes. he's a tiny guy. Right. He's a little person. They do that in the first episode of Taxi where he's in his little cage and it's elevated and he's yelling at them for the whole first half of the episode. Yeah. And then when he's like, hey, I'm going to come talk to you and gets out of the cage and stands. And he's little. The audience applauds. Right, right, right. And you're like, and that is the last time anyone can ever make that joke. Sure. Because now we all know that <laughs> David short man. is four foot eleven. Uh, that is true. Um, but at the time that he's making this, he is a genuine movie star. You know, this is like ruthless people, other people's money, like right. those kinds of movies. Like where Danny DeVito is a leading man, sort sort of. Yeah. As long as he's playing like a very specific type of character. And when he's a supporting character, the movies are also huge. And he's twins, already... Twins, he just, you know, he's done twins, humongous, obviously. Right? And he's yeah. directed both Romama from the Train and War of the Roses at this point. Uh-huh, and Hoffa is this year. Right, okay. And uh, uh, Romancing the Stone. I mean, he's had like a really incredible run for a guy who uh, shouldn't very be specific. a movie star. Very specific type. <laughs> there shouldn't be that many roles that fit him. Tin Man, he's great in Tin Man, yeah. the Barry Levinson movie. This is like a real spread of like different genres, different size roles. Is this the mm. first time you guys have gotten to talk about DeVito on a podcast? Well, yes. Terms of Endearment is a very small part. Oh, yeah, right. that, barely, that barely counts. Right. We will talk about him again on Mars Attacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Spoiler alert, that's a that's a great discussion. Yep. Not about his career, so much more about his specific role there. And his billing. Uh, uh Dumbo. Of course he has Swackhammer in um Oh, so he does have Swackhammer, of course. But apart from that, maybe we haven't really talked about him too much. Look, you've read the episode yeah. description. You know I'm what's going on here, but let me make it clear. Mm. Today we're talking Bartman returns. Yeah, he's back. And we're talking it with the mother of Blankies herself from Night Call. And Vulture, Emily Yoshida. Hi! Uh, thank you for being here. Hell here. Hell here. <laughs> <laughs> this movie does not give a fuck. This movie is so bizarre. Batman I, shows up, what, like 40 minutes in, maybe? I, I checked. So, Batman doesn't have proper dialogue until minute 40. Because so he is, has that one scene, the fight scene, but that's it. In between zero and four. And he says, right. like, one word yeah, yeah, during yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And Wait. then his first real dialogue scene is him eating the soup. Right. Minute four. The Vichy Swaz. Uh, yeah. I so I saw this movie before I saw the first Batman movie. I didn't see the first Batman movie for a while. Uh-huh. I don't think I saw that till I was a teenager or something. But I saw this on VHS, on VHS at yeah. a slumber party. Sure. Um, like around the time that it came out, and uh, I did not realize that Michael Keaton ever played Batman for a very long time because I had only seen this movie. And it was a movie about Catwoman. Right. And <laughs> maybe the fourth lead. Yeah. And, he, and, yeah. and, and there's a guy that she's like goes on some dates with and kisses at some <laughs> yeah, point. She but flirts like, with, yeah. Yeah, but that, that I mean, that w- couldn't have been Michael Keaton, though. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, put, it, put it together finally and then kind of retroactively realized the 
yeah, the bizarreness of casting Keaton in this role, which I would argue works better in the first movie than it does in this movie. I would agree because the first one is more interested in him as a character. And when you're not focusing on him as much, it's odd to see Keaton filling what is more of a classic sort of like mannequin leading man role. Right. He can't. He can only be interesting. So if you're making him be boring, what's what you know? Right? What are you doing with him? Right. Everything. Or if you're making him do nothing in particular, everything that's right. interesting about his character in this movie is just holding on to your memory of what they set up in the first movie. Sure. Right. But I would even argue. I mean, I I like him in the first movie. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this down because uh, you know you know Griffin di- fucking loves him. I I, I like know, him a lot. Too. I know he's my number one guy. And I I just listened to your podcast <laughs> sure, sure, with sure. Uh, with Cam, with yep. Cam this one morning. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I just don't. I, the first movie doesn't work for me at all. And at all, I, interesting. And, and okay. I I think I think he. I think he is making interesting choices, but the, those choices would work in a different movie, mm-hmm. like a different approach to doing Batman. Like a Batman Returns? <laughs> no, no. Actually, like, in the opposite direction of Batman Returns. Uh, I, I think... You're saying Keaton, Keaton's performance, you're saying. Right. So this movie is, like, getting slapped in the face repeatedly for two hours. Yeah. And, and, and Michael Keaton is, like, whispering. And you will never hear him. <laughs> over that. Like, uh, sure, sure. It, 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 I'm not saying this... I'm not saying that I don't like this movie, but I'm saying we all can agree this movie is fucking bananas. Yes. And he is not... He is very consciously not doing fucking bananas, even though we know he's capable of that. So here's a take. Sure. Go ahead. I think Battle it out. what's Let interesting <laughs> about this movie... Look, it's not a fight. I no, think no, this no, movie's no, a masterpiece. Ahead. Keaton's my Griffin number one guy. Griffin is crying blood. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think one of the most audacious things about this movie mm. is it essentially puts Batman in, quote unquote, the girlfriend role. Yes. Yes. Like yeah. it is a movie in which Batman is fulfilling the Vicky Vale role. Yeah. And it's really about Vicky Catwoman and Penguin. Mm-hmm. And Batman is just sort of like a reflection board for the two of them for point of comparison. Yeah. You know? Because uh, sure. I, I like, tell me one thing he does other than that doesn't have to do with her. Like, and this is a good reverse well, Bechdel test, like for, for that's, Batman. No, that's my movie. point. Like, my point is yeah. that he exists like Vicky Vale, only to service. But I don't even think he reflects anything. Like, I think I think she does everything on her own. Like, I don't know. I okay. yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to front load all my tapes. <laughs> okay. But but I think that's sort of like you know usually the girlfriend of Batman movie is this like question of like could he ever have a normal right. life? Could he be normal? Mm-hmm. And in this yeah. Batman is Catwoman's normalcy, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, right. Uh, let's, and the, let's just be regular superheroes. The idea right. is like this is a movie about like traumatic and incidents. She's like no, pardon me, I'm insane. Like you know she like anytime she's like maybe. <laughs> um, ben, also, could about- you just edit out all the times Griffin was shrieking when Emily was criticizing <laughs> yeah. the film? Just, yes. just, just yes. bring I'm that like low. Damp with yes. tears right, right now. Sure. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, and when a poison gas secreted out of my pores and tried to murder everyone in the studio. Oh okay, um, I think this is a movie about like uh, people reacting differently to traumatic incidents, and so they all exist as like alternate pathways for each other. Yeah. in a way, you know, when the movie is that movie, it is great. Right? It is fantastic. Yeah. There is a lot of time when it's not being that movie. He's <laughs> doing a lot of things. He's doing a lot of things. It's doing a lot of things. Uh, yeah. I, I, I was, I was, you know, I, now I feel like I'm in an Arabaris here because I was just listening to your other conversation about the first one. But I think that the whole thing about the nightmare imagery, especially because this is a movie that I did see young mm-hmm. and then 
I think I've probably seen two or three times max mm-hmm. now. Sure. Um, but I hadn't seen it for a very, very, very long time. And so it did have that thing of, there are things I know are in this movie, but I'm also like not sure if I hallucinated them as a child. Um, it's kind of funny that the the first Batman gets talked about as like, oh, like legitimacy, uh, like the legitimacy of superheroes. It's like the first time we kind of dip our toe into sure. that. But it is so camp to me. It is so like the only yes. thing that is not that is not out and out like still kind of in the Adam West zone for me is Keaton's performance and the set design. Mm hmm. Like the production and the fact that everything is brown. Yeah, I mean Nicholson but, is very much yeah, like of a piece yeah. with what Cesar Romero was doing. Yeah, just a more quote unquote legitimate actor. Yeah. And yes, I, yes. I feel like yes. there, like it is. He's like, a movie star, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty like, like scale, like a like a very straight line from from this to uh, uh, Batman and Robin. Sure. In terms of camp. Yeah. But there's something about this camp, though, where it's like, it does feel cursed. Like, it's a cursed, or like haunted or something. What's a Grand Guignol? Like, that's the thing, is it's like, not just like camp for camp's sake. Like, it really is trying to like, make nightmare imagery, and the weird dream logic of like, what is going on here? I mean, the fact that the villain's plot in this movie is, I'm going to steal all the babies. Yeah. And that's the end game. (laughs) Well, wasn't it a thing where they just couldn't, they didn't even think of what his plot would be? Like, they didn't really have an end. Right. Right. There's like the, like kind of semi-Manchurian candidate type thing or something. Right. They have that for a while. And that's actually like the only coherent plot I would say that goes goes through regarding well, the penguin. But I yeah. like that he doesn't really. I mean he wants to be he the penguin wants to be accepted and he wants right, to meet his parents. Yeah, he wants to and all that. And like I hate I don't not hate, but uh-huh. I it's very stupid in Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, which are of course stupid movies yep. in many ways. Mm-hmm. But where, you know, like the Riddler and Two Face have that moment where we're like, no, we can definitely like mix our philosophies. Right. Even though we're very specific, like yeah. I like everything to be a riddle. Yeah. Like we definitely can run Gotham together. Like, and you're like what this yeah. would be the worst confederacy of two. And it's a thing in Batman and Robin where Poison Ivy is like, you freeze everything. Right. And then I'll grow plants out of it. <laughs> and you're like, you can't do that. Yeah. It's gonna be frozen. Well, that's the other thing with this movie is then like people get this idea of like oh you need like two you need villains two A list villains yeah. maybe right. and then maybe like a a sub villain as well right but yeah. there's a key thing to the fact that like all three of these characters are normal people quote unquote they don't have okay. powers oh sure sure right yeah, yeah, yeah. and even in terms mm. of weaponry Penguin is pushing that but yes yeah right I mean he's he's a deformed person <laughs> he's, his umbrella <laughs> right. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> supposed to give you a splitting headache. <laughs> Which one? Oh, God. I um, love him. But they are, they're these three people where it's like Batman witnessed his parents being murdered. Sure. Mm-hmm. The penguin was given up by his parents, and Catwoman lived through being murdered herself. By sure. Her, like, she went through like, like very bad workplace abuse. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but that the take on this character is but what but if Catwoman you, also is just a 90s lady trying to live yeah. right. a single life. And right. that, that is trauma enough in she's, this movie. She's a right. post. Oh, she's, we can, right. can we talk about that for her like Murphy a whole Ballard, hour? Murphy her fucking gonna, answering machine. I was going to say she's Murphy Brown. She's trying to figure out how to make it in this crazy work. <laughs> but what's up with like the women in, in both of these movies? Having stuffed animals on their beds, like both, like Vicky Vale has like a teddy bear on her bed, and sure. in the first Batman, it's like they're actually very, very similar characters in many ways. It's just like Vicky Vale doesn't get shoved out a window, right? right. Um, and also, and also, uh, Selena Kyle hates herself. 
Yeah, like, Selena yeah. Kyle is more of like a weird flipper to gibbet, like you know, because she her hair is sort of all always all over. The, she always looks so stressed She's out. She's constantly right. talking to herself. She's got a right. running narrative about how miserable her life right. is. Right, right. <laughs> she does think. Well, what's the line she running says? If she comes home. Yeah, what's she's what? like? Oh, she's like, oh, I forgot, I'm not married. Right. Oh, honey, right. I'm home. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a really, really great exposition. That, one. That's all. Then. That I feel like that's classic Daniel Waters yeah. stuff. Like that. That very yeah. arch Heathersy. Like it's okay. We can break. We can fuck around, and they can yeah. behave in ways that don't make sense. Well, and and here's. Here's the little bit of context because this movie kind of is self-evident in terms of how it came to be. Batman's the biggest thing in the world and they're like, cool, let's do Batman 2. Right, right. And they hire Sam Hamm, I think, to write a more conventional Batman 2. And Burton was very hesitant to do it. He was kind of like, I don't really want to do a sequel to this right, I already did Batman. Right. And he got Edward Scissorhands off the ground really quickly. These three movies are three in a row, right? Mm-hmm. Three years in a row. Yep. 90, 91, 92. Mm-hmm. And that's such a personal personal passion project like his. Like, oh, no, no. 89, 90, 92. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Go on. Uh, I mean, that's him getting to like. Yeah, he does Edward Scissorhands. Serve right. his own muses, make his like autobiography, you know? <laughs> so I think he was kind of like, I don't know, what's there left for me in Batman Returns? And. As I hear it, you know, uh, Goober and Peters took a lot of credit for being like, we really reined him in. I mean, Tim would come in with this wackadoo shit and we put limits on him. Right. On the first Batman. Right. right. You got to have a Robert Wall. There's the, the famous story of that Tim Burton didn't couldn't tell Jack Nicholson why Joker goes up the staircase at the end. Right. No. Where Jack Nicholson was like, why am I doing this? Right. It makes no sense that I would climb a staircase. Yeah. But Goober and, and Peters and were was like, like, they're making me do this. Right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> a film has to end with a tower. Like they were <laughs> literally. Like, huh. They were going through all the motions of like what an 80s blockbuster needed to have. And he was just like, I don't know. I'll just do my shit and I'll, right. I'll serve whatever they want me to do and hope that it turns out okay. He makes Edward Scissorhands. It's pure, you know, to his vision. Sure. And it makes a bunch of money. And now it's like, I, I don't know. But Warner Brothers apparently just kind of came to him and said, look, you can do literally whatever the fuck you want. Right. I mean, this is a true blank check where they were like, here's the deal. The fans want to see Penguin and they want to see Catwoman. Right. Also, we will not let Billy T. Williams play Two-Face. Right. <laughs> they ask him to, because uh, 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 Max Shrek was written to be Billy D. Uh, uh, Billy D. Harvey Williams. Harvey Dent. Harvey right. Dent. Right. Uh-huh. Right, and they right, were right, like, right, right. we'll buy him out of his contract. He's had a <laughs> the end deal. when he's getting electrocuted. Is That's supposed what's to be. the birth of Two-Face. Right. right. And they were like, as Weird. long as you rewrite that character so it's not Billy Dee Williams anymore, yeah. and as long as you include Penguin and Catwoman, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And and he does. And America revolts. Yeah. It's incredible that they thought that like Christopher Walken would be a more bankable two-face than And Billy he's Dee in Williams. like kind of a career slump totally. at this yeah. point. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. And, and, totally. and also just like the way that they, I don't know. There's like, it's so... Billy Dee Williams is so much more like just like the no brain appealing choice. Right. Smooth, if you're not slick. racist, I suppose. Right. Yeah, uh, right, right. Yeah. That's the only <laughs> impediment to yeah. seeing Billy I mean, Dee Williams as Christopher two-faced. Walken looks like do you remember that uh there was like that that brand of like learning software where it was like a, like a math forest and stuff. And there's one with like some crazy professor, sure. like a professor math or whatever. Yeah, yes, he and looks he's like got, that. he's got the wild yes. hair and, and the eyebrows and the yeah. same kind of suit and everything. Yeah. It's it's not, it's like hysterical that, with, that they design him that way. And they're like, of course, he's a famed industrialist. Right, like he's a businessman. Right. He but, looks like a mad scientist. But he's also like a Fantasia of like. Donald Trump, like yes, literally yes, Donald 100%, Trump. Yeah, yeah I mean, this, <laughs> he is this, literally Donald Trump. This is a Trump movie. It totally it's impossible is. To Trump deny has this. definitely.
I take it back. I cut that out. Uh, uh, yeah, no, yeah, go on, go on, go on, go on. Uh, David just said something uh, that is very much <laughs> not <Jesus>. slanderous. <laughs> <laughs> that we bleeped out for a long time. I mean, th- there's a there's a the part where um, the jig is sort of up for the penguin, and then <laughs> and he's giving. Oh yeah, it's when it's when. Uh, it's when Bruce Wayne does the like the remix, the remix of the, w- the penguin. The only moment in this movie I don't like. <laughs> I was watching this um with my husband uh Humble slash band. uh I'm not I'm side sidebar. I'm gonna get back to that joke of your guys in a second. Okay, but <laughs> Wait, what, what joke? The humble brag joke. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. Oh boy. But uh, uh oh boy. <laughs> Uh oh, girlfriend. Uh, Hufflebrack. Uh, but I uh, well played five county. Sorry. Um, but yeah, he the the scene where he holds up the CD and 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 I think Alfred gives him a thumbs up. <laughs> David yes, was and like college playing. radio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like right, he's, in the house. Alfred's wearing his cans. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, after that scene, um, I guess we're going all out of order and doing a bunch of different scenes. But 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 after that one where he uh. Then he's he's outed. Everybody's looking at each other. Everyone all, all knows shocked. the penguin's contempt yes. for society. Penguin, yes. The penguin hates yeah. Gotham. It turns out, mm-hmm. and then he just starts shooting at everybody with his umbrella, and then runs off and jumps into a river. And I just started imagining this being Donald Trump, and I just started <laughs> giggling uncontrollably. Yeah. Like it was the stupidest, dumbest, like p- bad political cartoon you could imagine. And yet I was like hysterical. So Donald just, Trump pulls a gun out of his hair yeah. and starts but shooting everybody. But it's also waddle and it's like, ah, everybody hates me. <laughs> but it does kind of feel like, I saw that scene I was like, this is probably how things would go down if they like started impeaching him. Right. Right? right? Like he would just he do would this. start shooting people with an umbrella. Right. And then like run into the sewers. Into the sewer. That's what he would do. And back to his penguin <laughs> It's just incredible. What's crazy is when he was running, oh, everyone was like, this feels like Oswald Cobblepot's campaign. <laughs> were they? It's, yeah, people I remember kept saying it where they're like, this feels like people the- kept saying it's not like Wolf Blitzer Many was like people were saying reminiscent this is- of Cobblepot's <laughs> famed 1992 campaign oh for God. Gotham mayor. David is blowing news. out the, the mic <laughs> so bad. <laughs> burning this place to the ground. That was how I did uh, Wolf Blitzer, who now follows me on Twitter, Humble Break. <laughs> Wolf Blitzer like that you gave him best supporting actor. For I, I wrote Impossible his scene Fallout. up for Mission Impossible. Yeah. It's uh, a great scene. But uh, anyway, you guys can't do the, the my girlfriend hum- humble brag thing anymore. You're like so I want to be clear that I've never done it. It's you're becoming it. you're becoming that po- you're becoming like the whatever CinemaSins podcast or something. Like it's like what? it's such a like I how d- dare let's you? Dig into this. <laughs> I need to I hear do this do not like. No, I mean, but but not that specifically. But sure. like a a. a a ain't it cool esque like I haven't slept with anyone in a zillion years. Uh-oh. Type. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> looks like looks no, like a no, bit no. might be heading to the rafters. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'm always in favor of retiring bits. To well, be clear, let's be clear. One bit has just been unretired. That's true. That's so there true. is an open spot in the rafters. That's true. Now, now let's let's break into this because I did see someone online was trying to say like I don't get the bit. Can anyone explain it to me? Right. The origin of this was I had gone through a breakup. I was very sad. No, you were sad. I remember, I remember. And every this. time. I've listened to every single episode. I know. Of no, I just. I'm relitigating for the audience, not for you. <laughs> okay. I'm just setting a table because this is a serious discussion now about whether or not we send this bit up to the rafters. Okay. Which I'm not necessarily fighting against. 
I'm sorry. I came. I came in today. Mother, the mother of, of blankies came in like with some house Mama cleaning to do. Of blankies, <laughs> just killed a bit. <laughs> Sometimes mom's got to clean up. She's got to teach her lessons. <laughs> Mother's off the leash. <laughs> mom's off the leash. <laughs> <laughs> meow meow. Purple. Meow. <laughs> mom's oh off the God. leash. Whoa. Okay, so the yeah. initial bit was. Oh, now anytime you mention your girlfriend who you have a lovely relationship with. <laughs> sure. She's yeah. great. And yeah. we all watch a lot yeah. of movies with. Right. Yeah, so sure. she comes up a well, lot. She's in my house with me. <laughs> she's, <laughs> right. she's involved a lot. Right. Yeah. That I would say humble brag because the idea was I was pretending like you were insulting me by rubbing it in my face. I understand that. I think there was also just the general. Um, it was like, moment the time. joke that like everyone was just saying humble brag too much. Okay, that was part two of it. Right, part two right, was right. everyone was using humble brag. Incorrectly. It just became like a thing where people just say like humble brag when you just sort of said, said like I have, a, I have a job, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So the way I like to the second like any phrase in pop culture has been strangled to death, I then adopt it. Yeah, Much I, that's, like I have that's how I always took the joke. Right, and then was, he would just always do it because you love to drive bits into the ground, obviously, right, until right. they like mm-hmm. reach the molten core. Right. So the bit was obviously the genesis of it is the I have a significant other, but sure. it also just applies to any bit of information that is personal. Right. Well, and now it's more things like where I'll be like, "Yeah, I got pizza the other day," and you're like, "Humble brag," you know, like. Yeah. I say we do an official vote as to whether or not humble brag goes up to the rack. Oh, I'm, let's retire it. I don't care. I'm, I'm down to retire. I'm always down to retire. Unanimous. Yeah, yeah, it's retired. Wow, Thanks, that's everybody. it. Wow, look I at feel, it up there. Well, the I'm done. Bye. That's a weird verbal tick that's going to be tough for me to break. <laughs> Wait, you don't say it. Well, I began to do it jokingly when he suddenly is like, hey, well, I was uh, hanging out with my girlfriend. And I was like, I get to finally right, motherfuck right, him. Right. Oh, uh, how, does, how does your girlfriend, moment of silence, feel about it? About You're the, talking to Griff. About yes. the bit? Yeah. She's never commented on the bit. Okay. <laughs> she listens to the podcast. Oh wow. I don't I don't think I'm she's honored. ever commented on that specifically because she's commented on many other things. <laughs> oh sure. <laughs> that I do on my Such as, what on like, earth. <laughs> how does anyone put up with you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, so I'm not in this alone. This is what every one of your relationships is like with Ooh. everyone you know. Uh, yeah, my girlfriend's opinion is mostly that she can't believe uh, she's been mentioned on this fucking podcast so many times. She hates it. Yeah, yeah. and now that it's the bit too late has, now. <laughs> now that the bit has officially been retired. Yeah, and now that will be known as the bit, uh-huh. the retired bit, because of course all other bits are back in play. I do want to point out how almost in a Max Shrek like moving of the chess pieces, somehow the bit got retired right when you were starting to be able to use it against me. <laughs> Congratulations. Okay, Batman Returns. Yeah, Batman Returns. Look, this movie <laughs> begins like yes. any Batman movie should begin with a child being thrown yeah, in, into, into the river, river right. by Paul Rubin. A child, no, but, but before the child is thrown into the river, a child is in a box uh, at Christmas. Mm-hmm. This is a Christmas movie. Also. This is a Christmas movie. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Without Such a doubt. Such a great Christmas movie. Yeah. That um, opening, the Warner Brothers logo with the snow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which the teaser poster was just the logo with the snow, and everyone joked that it was like, it was Batman doing coke. Batman doing kook. He's really kook. Kook. They He's said they said kook. Batman's doing kook. <laughs> okay, um, that was the joke. You were like two joke. years old when this movie came out, right? I dug into the writings of the time. <laughs> yes, I was three when this movie came out. I've still never been Wait, able 92? to figure out how old Griffin is. I was four when this movie came out. <laughs> right, you're the same age as my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, May her name be respected and honored in this room. Yeah. Yes. 
Uh, she doesn't like me to say her name on this podcast, but I've said it many times. So yeah. what am I supposed to do about and of that? Course, you could call her J Train. Well, <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, the blankies. Not, not, I don't. I don't mind speaking about my husband on this podcast because the blankies like did a whole post on the Reddit about us getting married. So I'm like, I guess I'm. Yeah, I guess that's knowledge. public knowledge sure. now. It's canon. <laughs> well, to be fair, you also did buy a four page spread in the New York Times. Right. So that was, yeah. you, you guys are so publicity hungry. <laughs> Looking for there yeah. was there was a thread of people trying to deduce my girlfriend's identity which was silly because it's such a fool's errand. Uh, obviously, it's TC14. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> You've been listening to this game. podcast, you know that I'm now finally in a serious committed relationship with TC14. That's the only thing we're going to talk about. I was six years old when this film came out, I and was I was very aware of it. I was aware of the posters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I maybe had even the seen bat, Batman on TV. Yeah, the bat, the cat, and the penguin. And the penguin. And, uh, and so the first three actors I ever heard of were Michael Keaton, mm-hmm. Danny DeVito, and Michelle Pfeiffer. Because I just like committed that to memory. Yeah. I, was, I was like, everyone knows that mm-hmm. Danny DeVito is the penguin. It's weird. Like, I was so young. I guess it was three maybe. But, but when it came out, I even still had awareness of like Catwoman and the penguin. Not just like Batman as a symbol. But that it sure. seemed like a They're big animals. cultural moment yeah. that Catwoman and Penguin were going to be in a movie. That's like, oh, these are like the two like fucking weird crew. iconic There had been yeah. the show, obviously. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I don't think I was watching yet. But yeah. I remember like the, literally like on the block of my fucking preschool, there was a pizza parlor that had this poster hanging up. Sure. And I would walk by it and it had the same kind of effect on me as like. Oh, this is like the store that sells like the scary T-shirts <laughs> with like the flaming skulls on them, you know? Yeah. Like it was like one of those things I'd walk by and kind of like I was like into how much it upset me. Yeah. I mean, it was. What was this movie rated? Uh, it's a PG thirteen. Okay. Yeah. Because it, while it is an upsetting movie, I think for children watching this back for the first time in probably like fifteen years, mm-hmm. I would sure. guess, if not more. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's probably more. I was just like so struck by how much it was a movie for children. Like despite being a PG thirteen, its movie. reputation I think is it's, it's scary. It's yeah. a it scary is scary, movie. but it's a movie for ch- like all of the mayhem and action in this movie yeah. is something that like could have happened in uh yeah like a Disney movie. Also, or that's the other thing. Yeah. Scary Disney. Yeah, 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 I feel yeah, yeah, like this movie is like a grim fairy tale, and mm-hmm. it feels like it's about fears of children. <laughs> Like right. the way it deals with scary things <clears throat> feels very much like how children perceive their fears. Yeah, and and the I think the fact that it opens with the sound of like a crying infant too, right, is like very upsetting to hear when you're a child because that's your only, that's the only like human that could be more helpless than you. Yeah, at that point when you're eight or whatever, and uh, it it makes me think of like. It feels like such a um, off-brand, like so not a Disney move to have to depict even the sound, especially the image of a crying child. I think of like Labyrinth, which has a lot sure. of a crying mm-hmm. baby in it, yeah. which is so, it feels so dangerous mm-hmm. and upsetting when you're a kid to see that because you're like, that baby's really allowed. crying. Right. Yeah. Like they had to make that baby sad. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> oh, you know, yeah. And and I think also, and the, and then the other movie it made me think of was uh, um, City of Lost Children, which of sure. course, mm-hmm. like, is such a like Burton, like I don't know, it's it's indebted yeah. in many ways. I think, but yeah. No, I mean it is. There are obviously there are things in this film that are uh, uh, gory and grotesque, like the nose biting alone. The nose biting. Oh, the nose biting. The is nose so biting incredible. is the scene that frightened me as a child. Right. Uh, yes. Yeah. And, well, and, and it was also like the era of everybody like 
talking about Mike Tyson still too. Sure. I feel like. So yes. like, I thought it was funny. It's no, it's hilarious. Very funny. What also just the guy is funny where he's just like. Right. Yeah. What? Like, yeah. He's so funny. But that's like another thing that's like scary about it when you're a small child is that they like lull you into the sense of security with mm-hmm. like the two of them laughing. Yeah. And it like, oh, it's just a bit. It's just yeah. a bit. And then there's a sudden act of violence. Yeah. Um, and also all the circus imagery and stuff, which you're like as a child, right. you're like, well, this must be Red for me. Gang. But right. then people are biting each other's noses off. <laughs> yeah. And there's this weird sexual energy going on. And it's really hard to know what to think or like what yeah. ground to stand on. And all their costumes child. are like scary. Like Catwoman looks like a Frankenstein. Yeah. Sure. Well, she looks like a Tim Burton illustration. Right. In the like, comics, what are the difference between... Penguin's henchman and Joker's henchman. In the comics, the henchman, the the, the henchman, Jesus. In the comics, the penguin is just like a mobster. He's just like a mob guy. Okay, he's not like a you know trying to run for mayor and find his parents. He's just a mobster. So they kind of flopped those two characters in the movies because they like right because the the Joker Joker is kind of a mobster. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Huh. Well, the Joker, of course, we all know he's. Clown Prince of Crime. He is we, a clown we, we know of- that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, the, pe- the penguin, the idea is he's like, you know, if you got a fat guy in a in a pinstripe suit. A wet guy. Wet fat guy. He's so wet. He's so wet. But it's also he's like very he's damn boy. Gooey. The, oh, yeah. the penguin aspect of him feels more indebted to like the Dick Tracy thing, where it's right. like, these are not superhuman people. These are just like goons. Yeah, they're like but they macabre. all have like the yeah. one identifying trait where it's like he's rat face. His nose is long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a rat. Yeah. You know, but like the penguin, like. I mean, there would be the thing sometimes where it's like, oh, the umbrella has guns in it or whatever. Yeah, he's got the umbrellas. There's, well, there's also the freak show element, which is why his henchmen are all like circus people. But that's that, very that, much that's key to this, this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right. yeah, his yeah, henchmen yeah. have always been like, sometimes they're just like tough goon enforcers. Sometimes it's like the branding thing where he's got a bunch of guys with like matching emblems. Yeah. But this whole idea of him being like, Oh, he's like the child of the circus who somehow took over. It's so many things. It's right. Weird. It's actually too many things. I would it's, argue. Like, it's a lot of things. It's like this like uh, uh, children of paradise thing. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. it's also like obviously this movie is very like all of Burton's like German expressionist. Like, mm-hmm. like this movie like looks like Children of Paradise. It looks like Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Right. It looks like Nosferatu. Mm-hmm. Like even like what you're saying, like fucking Christopher Walken looks so scary in this movie. Yeah, he looks insane. He looks like he looks, a ghoul. He looks like a ghoul. Yeah. And he's supposed to be like a normal person. But he looks like, to speak to Emily's thing, like he looks like a child's version right. of right. an evil businessman yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right, and everyone but has then his this son very... just looks like an actual, like he looks like he's, Eric Trump. He's Eric yes. Trump. He's just a beefcake. He's yeah, a yeah. very large son. A, he is a large <laughs> adult son. Yeah, he's exactly. a large adult Extremely son. Extremely large adult son. <laughs> and, and then also this is the first movie to like be postmodern about Christopher Walken being like, you guys right. ever notice that his voice <laughs> is weird? <laughs> fucking insane. <laughs> right, so before anyone started making Christopher Walken a parody of himself, Christopher Walken's pretty like straightforward in this, but then they have a guy next to him just dunking on him the whole time by being like, what, what's with this weird guy's fucking weird voice? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> but but he's also doing this Burton thing of like the very like theatrical makeup where it's like the dark circles around the eyes that aren't even pretending to look like something biological. Right. It's just a heightening of like creepiness. Right. Well, it's like what happens when you take a bath in chemicals, I guess. You like yeah. come out looking a little tired. Yeah, right, <laughs> he's right. a tie tie boy. Yeah. And you go like, you know, Batman, Joker, Catwoman, Penguin are all just like people who have bad things happen to them. Yeah. Like Joker was a bad person beforehand. Sure. 
But it's like he lived through this like horrible, like yeah, physically yeah, scarring yeah. accident. They fall into a vat of X. I, right. I don't feel bad for him. I don't either. I don't either. <laughs> you don't <laughs> feel I'm bad saying, for the Joker? I don't feel bad for the Joker. I, th- I think the whole point is what he's really into is like how people cope with trauma, right? Right. And like a person who's already bad becomes worse. You know, Batman in this obsessive way that is just a coping mechanism becomes good. You know, question mark. I mean, he's presented as the good guy. Yeah. Catwoman is like dangling on the side and like the penguin decides to just like fully own the idea of being hated and grotesque in a totally like vindictive way. But I think the key to this movie is like this is the movie after Edward Scissorhands, which is so sort of didactic in this like I'm Tim Burton. I feel weird. I feel like the scissor man in a town of normal happy people. And some of them are nice and some of them are mean, but I feel like I'm a different species and I don't belong here. And this is the movie that's him being like, is there such a thing as a normal person? <laughs> like, I think this is a movie about the concept of there being a quote unquote normal person. I keep on using quote unquote. But, you know, like Michael Murphy, who is like the most normal actor alive, a dude I love, but like who Robert Altman used as like, this guy is just like so straightforward. He is so solid. Uh-huh, He's like yeah. really like unthreateningly. He plays the mayor in this <laughs> Right, like here. charming and handsome and steady and intelligent and all of that. And he plays the mayor, and then he is just completely enveloped by all these, like, lunatics and, like, freaks who are all fighting about what the right way to be weird is. is. Right. Yeah, how to use your freakiness for ill or good or whatever. Right, and Shrek is, like, ultimately the main villain because he's the one who's, like, gaining from all of their infighting. Sure. Like, Mm -hmm. he's the one who's, like, playing this all, and no one's noticing that he's getting away with everything. It's... At the expense of the citizens. It's very funny that this movie is ultimately right. Like, just about a guy who's trying to chisel money from the city and build a power plant. Yeah. Like, it's a very yeah. mundane scheme. Yeah. Right. Like, the penguin's like, I'll kill the firstborns! And you're like, yeah, go ahead. Kill all the firstborns. Yeah, deal with that. But, like, Max Shrek, meanwhile, is just, yeah. He's, he's like, I, I, can, I can stoke the fears of the people until it benefits me more and more sure, and more yeah, and more. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is, like, a very, I think, a I, f- I wish that there were more superhero movies that kind of played with that. Yes. Like, let the fight between the superheroes be this sort of, it's more personal then. And it's ideological, not about, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it's also, like, it makes sense. Like, it doesn't, It you don't have to do some huge, like, end-of-the-world leap of logic about anything. Like, that could, if people had insane powers or uh, got regularly dumped in vats of chemicals. Yeah. And what if both their moms had the same name? I, I don't mean, know. I we're can't not, even imagine how people would process that. I do you can't think even that imagine. Would, do you think that would work? I think Ben hates this movie. Wait, Ben, um, how do you know that? <laughs> I, wait, what? You don't like Batman Returns? Do you not like Batman Returns? All right, guys. Dig it. going to come clean. Okay. I hadn't seen this since, I think, the first time I saw it. Okay. It's been that long. 92. Uh, on a porch somewhere. Yeah. So maybe not. Um, but as a as a child. Or, as a child. Uh-huh. Yes. I, I found it boring. Kinda. Really? And uh it's, I would it's not a boring movie, I've yeah. gotta tell you. I know one I word just, I'm surprised to hear you. <laughs> I found it boring. Wow. I don't know. It you know just, there's like penguins in this movie and shit. And like, I know, yeah. I know, and it's yeah. silly and all that. Yeah. I just couldn't get into it. I don't sure. know what it was about it. I would say the only thing that I really liked is sewer penguins. 
and that there's no real justification for it, but I like got on board of that. The justification of the is it's like the zoo, right? The zoo That's the only justification, down. right? Right. Because yeah, of chemicals. But I like that. <laughs> that is a thing that fucking for chemicals me is yeah. good, right? Well, how g- how did not every child who saw this movie, and I think I believe every child of our generation did see this movie. Sure. Yeah. How did we just not run like Dupont and everything out of town when we became voting citizens? Like yeah. we've been we've been raised to fear chemical plants so it's badly. It's also true. Sonic the Hedgehog, like Fern Gully. Um, Fern Gully. Why yeah. are we not more woke about these? Well, because we associated with we're like, well, that's kid stuff, you know? right? Yeah. So that, there's not really a a man made of a cloud of chemicals who's terrorizing the last rainforest. Right. 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 What's his name again? Uh, the Tim Curry character? Yeah, the villain of Ferngully. Look it up, David. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that is uh, yeah, the other the other key piece to this movie, ending up as insane as it is, and we've mentioned him offhandedly, is Daniel Waters, who wrote Heathers, mm-hmm. which was this like spec Hexus. Hexus. That's his name. Hexus? Oh, oh, in Ferngully? Yeah, yeah, baby. Um, I've seen that in a second. Uh, pretty cool. Wait. He's a fucking cloud of gas oh with yeah. a mean face. <laughs> who who are your favorite cloud villains? If you had to rank Galactus the Cloud, nothing. the Nothing, Hexus, uh, Parallax, and Green Lantern. Mm, these so are a lot of bad villains. Cloud villains. <laughs> are they great? Yeah. All the great uh, cloudmen. Um, what I was going to say is. Yeah. Go ahead, please. Uh, Heathers, which yeah, was Heathers. like this sort of like uh, lightning rod uh, spec script. That Daniel Waters like was like, I'm not gonna uh, uh, let sell the rights because I will only let this movie be directed by uh, Stanley Kubrick. That yep. was his stance when he wrote it. Yeah, and it's this movie where he poured like all of his fucking anger in the world into like one script. That's like this very odd, like it's tangenty over stuff. It is the the most baroque of the teen yes, comedies. Certainly, yeah, I right. think there. And I, I I was talking about this for other reasons. I was just like. I feel like the last one that was really allowed to be that um, written, mm-hmm. you know, was Cruel Intentions. Uh, one of, yes, one of my true, favorite right. movies, but like it Love has that, that same thing where it's like every line is a line. Yeah, where yeah. you say no one talks that. this way. Yeah. These aren't even remotely teenage. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But like, who cares? It right. happens more in TV now, I feel like. Sure. But, yeah. but, but, but yeah. And so when I, when I remembered that he had done this too, I was just like, it works slightly differently when you have Danny DeVito just yelling <laughs> all of those extremely written lines. For example, blast your erogenous zone sky high. I mean, you can imagine one of the Heathers saying that. Sure. And what you're saying is it works differently in that this time it works perfectly. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, yeah. it is just it's such a weird choice. Maybe. It's someone they would never let near a film like this today. And he was just allowed to pick whoever the fuck he wanted. And uh, Sam Hamm had written this Batman 2 script that was more conventional. He still gets a story credit, I think, just because of a couple elements. Yeah. But this really was a movie that was, like, written by one person who was not someone who ever worked within the studio system again. Yeah, yeah it's true. I think because of this. And it's also a film that is, like, uh, what, what you're saying about how you wish more superhero movies were like this. It's, like, it has no conventional narrative structure. Like, it's not building towards the same sort of inciting events or conflicts. It's just, like, a lot of stuff happening. And that's kind of why I found myself just being distracted. I mean, I, most of this movie, 
just was like looking at my phone. Well, because it's just, like, too much stuff. It, I just couldn't. I There's could no not. There's no through line to follow in it. Yeah. But I have a bigger problem with that. Because at least when there's no through line to follow in Batman Returns, something insane is going on on screen. Like there's some, like penguins are wearing hats or right. whatever. Correct. Yes. Uh, yeah. And uh, in, in, in Batman 1, I, I feel like there are moments, very long periods of time where I have no idea what is happening they're just letting Nicholson run and yeah, they aren't cutting a, a single to... second of his performance, I don't think. Uh-huh. And uh, and that's when I really start to wander because I'm like, what are we doing again? Why are we here? Uh, but mean, there are scenes like that in this movie. I don't know. At this point, it will have been last week's episode, but David, you and I just got out of glass. Like we saw uh, advanced screening of glass. Yeah, we came right here to record. Mm-hmm. And we're a couple glass holes here. We just saw a glass repeat. Have you seen glass? I didn't go. Today was the first screen, mm-hmm. I believe. You yeah. haven't broken the glass yet. I'm not. I haven't seen any of these new. The Shyamalan. I haven't seen the Shyamalan. The, Blum, the Blumhouse. Shams. I'm not necessarily here for it, but mm. whatever. I'm glad you guys have had a good time. Wow. <laughs> 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 I mean, I was, like, was was. Uh, Wait, did you like it? Yeah, it's great. Okay. I was yeah, not. No a fan one else likes it. To of be split. Right. I like split. I don't like splits. Splits great. And this really worked for me, but I will say I think there's a commonality between Batman Returns and Glass in terms of like these two guys being like, cool, I could do anything I want to do. Yes. I'm just going to make a movie that's sort of like a freewheeling, like free associative essay on the idea of heroes and villains and whether those archetypes mean anything and how society is trying to rein us in. And just work against every fucking expectation of what this movie should be or how a movie works. Okay, let's talk about Batman Returns. Let's talk about Batman Returns. But I think my point here is they both come out of that sort of like, now you have a brand. You have a director who has I get that he's off the leash. We've made made that clear. Yes, yes. He got to do whatever he wanted. He made Batman. Yeah. The man made Batman. Yeah. He gets to do whatever he wants. Right. And he yes. gets to do it with Batman, which is the crazy Right, well, thing. not only that, they yeah. want him to do whatever he wants because yeah. it worked last time. And it keeps on getting bigger, and people are, people love this Burton thing, whatever the fuck it is. He made a Scissor Man movie, and yeah. that did well. People like, thought it was romantic. <laughs> <laughs> like Teenagers it, thought right? it was romantic. At this it point, was like no a teen idol movie. can make sense of why he's connecting. Sure. Um, uh, yeah. Well, go on, Emily. Hit me. No, I was just I was just thinking about Edward Scissorhands, which I haven't seen in a long time. But I was I was kind of thinking about this is a, this is a theory that I have, but I mm-hmm. haven't I can't really back it up, and I certainly haven't seen enough of Tim Burton's later movies to really be able to back it up. You haven't peregrined yet. I have not peregrined. You're not one of the extraordinary children. Uh, I have very small eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Your eyes are small. Your shadows are light. (laughs) You've never been to Wonderland. Uh, I I I went to your wedding. You were a regular bride, not a corpse bride. (laughs) Very much alive. Uh, Your weenie is (laughs) unfrankened. Okay, please cut that. Um, Al, Al Frankenweenie. Is that anything, Al Frankenweenie? It's, it's got to go. Is that a thing? <laughs> sure. Uh, but I have I have a theory that uh, Tim Burton perhaps understands women the least uh, of any I, of any people. I don't know if that's a person? theory. I think that's written in the sky. Like I, yes, one hundred percent. But I but I think it's Waters that like that. So 
Catwoman is an incredible character, and I think mm-hmm. she's become like this sort of it me icon for a lot Very of like so. w- yes. women who have grown up who saw her as a child and then People are like, are oh, age. now I get what right. she was going through mm-hmm. in that. Um, but it is a, I think the only reason it works on that level is because of Waters and 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 Pfeiffer, obviously. Um, but I don't think. I think that's why it feels remarkable in this movie because I, I can't think of another time you had like a female character, even in a really heightened sense, yeah, who felt like a person. Like, oh, I disagree with you. Beetlejuice. Yeah, Be- I, Beetlejuice to me is the kind of. I yeah. think Winona and Beetlejuice. I think that's she's the I think one. she's great. I yeah. think she's great in it, but I feel that's like I also it. think Gina Davis. But also, she's a she's girl. Yeah. Like yeah, she's a girl. She's, yeah. a, she's a girl. But she's a and pretty, I think it's easier to write like a kid or an adolescent versus like a woman. But I know. But I love I love Carol, Catherine O'Hara and Beetlejuice. Like Beetlejuice to like, me is the one that that beats it. Okay. I, I love Beetlejuice. Okay, I mean that's fair. But this that's why this was a theory. But yeah. well, but everything else, it's not yeah, a theory. I agree with it's all fact. other birds. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like if you look at like Ed Wood, which yeah. is a movie I adore. Yeah, I think no, it's a I wonderful love- movie, but it doesn't really have uh, any women of like right. dimension in it. Jessica, Sir Jessica Parker is like a shrew. She's yeah. just and there to Patricia yeah, Arquette on the is an unrealistic saint. Like, she's, she's like, like a Mary Sue. She's like a nice. Person. Right. Yeah. She's yeah, yeah. Winona and, and Edward Scissorhands. Right. Yeah. Winona and Edward Scissorhands, which was written by a woman, but yeah. Like, is. A beautiful a little ice angel, they're, right. and they're always yeah. blonde. Like yes. I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like this is the thing. It's like it's like little corpse boy, Lord of Darkness. Right. Tim Burton is like, uh, how can I communicate how I don't understand women? I'll make them all blonde and like <laughs> angelic and Will the opposite we, of sure. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I like I. Uh, well, I'm the same as you guys. I, I I went through a very long period of like really being into Burton. Yes. Especially that early stuff. I yes. like had Burton on Burton. It was like one of the first film books Ooh. I ever read. Like um yeah. was was really into all that. But I I think uh the the <laughs> the uh, tough points have, have become more clear to me. I mean and and besides yes. just the ones like the common accusations of whatever, it's all just Lux and it's just like uh kind of a shtick that he's just playing with over and over and over again. Like that I don't care about as much, but I think that I think that there are parts where his um Sleeping Willing unwillingness to engage with humanity <laughs> sure, sure, is right, uh, right. more of a problem than it is at other times. So. Well, right, and then I also I think, and we'll talk about it more and more. But the budgets and the CGI yeah. just yeah. get him further and further away from it. You know, yeah. that's that's an issue. Right. Like this is his last fully tactile movie of this size. I I guess so. Sleepy this Hollow size. is a little. Yeah, but it goes more half and half. Mars attacks all the aliens or CGI. I like I, re- I remember, I remember liking um, Sweeney Todd. But I Sweeney also, Todd's great. I saw it. Yeah. I saw material. it in the theaters, and then that's it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I like Sweeney Todd a lot, but that's also a very CGI movie. I mean, he wants to do that oh, like yeah. three hundred style with no sets, and instead, it's like a couple. It's got some rooms. sets, but it's a, that's a good movie. But it's yeah. working with yeah, you know, yeah. a story that's material. not material, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I see. For me, what I like about this Sweeney. film. Is I think this feels like maybe the only one of his movies where he's trying to figure out his own obsessions. Like this feels to me like maybe the only one of his movies where he's not just like jamming on his fetishes. 
Right. And he's trying to maybe get oh, to the core. It is very much like just somebody sitting on a couch, like right. talking to their analyst. Right. <laughs> and like, an, I, I mean, an analyst and not like a therapist. Right. right. Like, let's, right. let's draw symbols out here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because rather than like the Edward Scissorhand model of the Burton film where it's just like, poor me, I'm the victim. You don't get how sad and lonely I am. Let me make a movie about how I'm the well, noble hero. It, he made it. That's like the epitome. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. He okay. made Hot Topic, the movie. I mean, and they, they're ripping him off or whatever, <laughs> right. but like, like, that's the it's the urtext for so much. Right. But then yeah. people yes. go back to him now and they go, here's a script, it's perfect for you, it's about an outsider right, who the world right. doesn't understand. Right. Mm-hmm. Whereas this movie is just like, no one feels good, right? No, yeah. right. Yeah. No, except maybe the mayor, as right. you say. Right, and he's like dissecting different sides of how these people end up in these ways. I mean, it is But then cl- the mayor, there's that great thing where, where like, uh, Michael Murphy starts complaining about Max Shrek and how much he hates him, what insincere bastard he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, if you're so virtuous, then why the fuck are you, like, sitting in yeah. this guy's pocket? Like, everyone's either lying to themselves or to somebody else. Yeah, you know, Grant Morrison has this rant that he went on, the comic book writer, where uh-huh. he's like, Gotham makes no sense. It's stupid. Yeah. The city makes no sense. Who would live there? Yeah. It's yeah. the worst. It's like <laughs> b- overrun with crazy supervillains right. and gangsters. So and many like, alleys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all alleys, right? right? And so when he, it's, I think he was writing Batman. And he was like, "I'm trying to make Gotham seem like a real place because it's insane, right?" But well, I don't think that. Anytime I watch the movies, I'm like, "Man, if I was like 22, I'd be like, I'm gonna live in Gotham. Like Gotham's oh, sure. crazy. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's the place you live, and you're like." Hey man, it's, like I did. Right, it. I lived in right, Gotham. Right. Also, she it's has Bushwick. a nice apartment. Yeah. She's got a nice apartment. The Murphy bed. I don't think she even needs. She's got. It like, could just be no. on the floor. She's got some neon art. Like she's like doing okay. And yeah, many cats. Hell here. Um, <laughs> um, can we talk about the uh, plot of Batman Returns? Yeah, but also this this whole weird thing. How? Of, yeah, it's just basic. Basic. Um, uh, Catwoman in the comics has always just been uh, a, a lady who dresses up like a cat. She is a cat burglar. Right. It's just yes. her, right. her branding. Yeah, is they the went cat back thing. to that for Anne Hathaway, too, which is boring. Yes. Well, I like Anne Hathaway in those movies, but obviously those are those yes. Nolan movies. Where, right. Everyone's right. got to be a person. And super yeah. literal. Yeah. But they're not even. Oh, whatever. You can, you know, I mean, it's not a good movie yeah. in particular. <laughs> I think Anne is is fun in that movie. Sure. She's Annie, fun. Annie gives, she's fun. gives good performance in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think this is uh, his weird, like. I, I think this is one of the things I would find very upsetting as a child when I watched this movie. Yeah. And once again, in the, like, you know. The, the reason why children's stories used to be scary because kids like to be scared. They want to grapple with course, these things yeah. that seem too big to comprehend. Mm-hmm. The idea that she is someone who literally survives being murdered. Right. Mm-hmm. That she's not someone who survives a murder attempt. Right. That she fully dies and <laughs> mm-hmm. comes back to life and is just cat like... Li- cats lick her. Right. And now, cats n- lick her right. a lot. Right. And there's not even any attempt to make any literal sense of that. I know. But... This is the thing. It freaked and, me out when I was is, yeah. This is the thing that's incredible about it now is like she like she's thrown out the window by yeah. her boss. Right. Who was also like verbally abusive to her. Right. Because she spoke up and he started to think she might be a threat to right. his status. Yeah. Right. Because uh, she knew about the chemical plant not being yeah. a chemical right. plant or whatever. But when she comes back and then they like, you know, it's kind of great. They do the whole coming back to the apartment thing again. This time with her is this as a corpse Zombie. ride, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hell here. She um, drinks her milk. Right. She drinks her milk, which is, I mean, this, this whole sequence, I feel like I've watched more times than the rest of the movie because sure. I feel like they have the clip of it online and yeah. it's just like, it's just very, very fun. Um, but she, the thing that, that 
that makes her snap and not just be undead is hearing the message like on her machine that's an advertisement for perfume that's saying if you wear this perfume like your boss might invite you on like a sexy date uh-huh. and then that's when she screams and like Right, like, and realizes gets out she her was sewing murdered. machine right. and is yeah. like, "I'm gonna sew really hard." I do love that she gets out her sewing machine. <laughs> but, but it's funny. This thing. movie's like, we don't have to explain how she came back to life. We do have to explain that she sewed her own costume. Yeah, though. we need yeah. that explained. Yeah. Yes, yeah. go on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, but I, I, I think that that's that feels more real. Like the moment, even though she's like a woman who was brought back to life by cats licking her. <laughs> yeah. That yes. the thing of her snapping because of this dumb ad. Yeah. feels it, that is a moment of reality I think in this otherwise it's like the, re- the rest of the sequence again was watching with my husband he was going in and out but he was uh, he's like wait what <laughs> why is she doing this yeah <laughs> what's going on he had missed the part with the with the message mm-hmm. uh, the message recording and everything but it is a like it's a, like it, as an actor I imagine you would be like what's my motivation in right. this exact moment hey, Ted. Uh, yeah it's uh but I, I don't know. I really appreciated that bit. Well, I think that that's sort of the key to the whole thing is like, you know, she's this person who was like miserable, mm-hmm. felt like a failure. Also hated herself. Like hated I think, herself. That's, I think that's important because right. that feels different. That makes her character immediately feel different within the context of a superhero movie. Yeah. Then not only anybody up until that point, but honestly, like since then. Right. When is the last person in a superhero movie who like hates themselves? Never happens. Villains are always like joyous in sure. their like miserableness. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. and yeah. the heroes, even if like it's Peter Parker who's like, "Well, oh, good, good date." Like he, he. What, what's he like? Gene, <laughs> 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 oh, I want to date some good girl. <laughs> you telling me Peter Parker wants to date a girl? <laughs> that spoilers this for the next Spider-Man a movie. Twisted perv. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah I I I feel like there's never that 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 issue of self-doubt is you never have the space or the real estate to explore and and that's just self-doubt but someone who actively hates themselves yes now a lot of that is I think I mean it's very telling the things she says were like honey I'm home all right if I had anyone to come home to she hates herself because she feels like she's failing against the model of what a woman should be a society selling it because it's the early 90s right and and the perfume ad and the boss wanting you all these things she feels like besides that she hates herself on like uh this is Maybe I'm just like sure. putting my cards out here too much. But like she, she, uh, like the first thing we see her do is where she's just, she's said something like they're in the meeting and she's pouring the tea or whatever. And as soon as they leave, she just starts like, like making fun of everything she just said in that right. scene. Like, right. oh, I hope you like, you know, you're just like self mocking in a way that is like, again, like that's dark. Yeah. Like that's a dark thing to see somebody do. And you definitely almost never see that happen. Even with a person who's bad or sad in sure. a superhero movie. Like, my, yeah. M- yeah. I guess my, my read is just that all the things she's criticizing herself, being so hard on herself for doing, are a failure to be whatever she thinks she should be. Yeah. That's a stupid thing to say. I should have said this instead. This is what my home life should be like. This is what my work life should be like. Mm-hmm. This is how I should be. And then after she has 
literally murdered. Yes. She's just like, I don't know, nothing fucking matters anymore. Right. She's, <laughs> she's liberated. LL, nothing by, matters. Right. Yeah. She's murdered and then here's an ad telling her that she's not wearing the right perfume. Yeah. And that's just like, fuck all of this. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I then, literally got murdered trying to be whatever yeah. you're asking me to be. Right. right. And then they add in this weird nine lives thing. Sure. Where it becomes like, cool, I could just die nine more times. So let me do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. You know, she becomes like a nihilist and a hedonist and is just trying to like live the best version of her life, yeah. <laughs> which is being a weird Frankenstein cat lady. Sure. She likes cats. She goes back to work. She goes back to work. Why? Which I love. To fuck with Max Shrek. Yeah. She yeah. wants to spook him. That's yeah. a joy. That's a joy for Spooking her. Spooking him. Because he's like, Selena. I like, can't do. You must out. have forgotten what happened to yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I think he says, Selena, wow. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it's Christopher Walken. Cat woman. The <laughs> <laughs> guy's a penguin. Is Kevin Pollock here? <laughs> Batman. <laughs> now, while that's all happening, like Christopher Walken <laughs> is slipping into Randy Newman very quickly. <laughs> yes, he is. You've got a friend in me. <laughs> She's got a friend in, in Oswald Cobblepots who's a flippered man. Unlikely allies. He's a flipper man who was thrown into the sewers and he ended up, of course, in the abandoned zoo portion of the sewers. All, all rivers lead to the abandoned zoo. <laughs> with also with all those hydraulic lifts that rise squarely. I gotta say, to someone on the Reddit said this, but it's true. Yeah. Like I love that Burton has so much respect for the long Opening credit sequence yeah. always. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, prominent credits for everybody. Uh, he loves it. No, and, nothing's happening on screen. And also yes. setting a tone. I mean, he knows he's got yes. like the music, good obviously, themes. big overture. Yeah. Great, well, that feels great score. Like, I mean, all uh, most of the superhero movies now have that, though. They have like a. Oh, no. Most superhero movies do it at the <clears> end. Because <throat> you need to have your mid credit no, scene. That's true. Yeah. But. You know they have them at the beginning. They have the big. I think they do them at the beginning for um for the X Men movies. <sighs> yes, because it's like going through well, the well, DNA. We, I mean, X Men is like, an apocalypse that has the the time tunnel with yes. the, the, the swastikas. Yes, yeah. is that apocalypse? Yeah. Oh, and mean, it blows apart. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the swastika that appears on screen oh, when it says 20th Century yeah. Fox. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's immediately a swastika. I forgot about that. That's so incredible. So the penguin, yeah, he ended up in the sewers. He's been chilling out there for, what do we figure, 30 years, 20 years? They say 33 years. 33 I thought it was like 15. I just love I that I am thing. the same age as the penguin. Yeah, right. So. Uh, I'm 32. I'm, I'm getting to penguin. I'll be, both, I'll be penguin aged in about four months. We are yeah. penguin aged together, Emily. Yeah. <laughs> penguin and Jesus. Oh, right. This is our Jesus year. Yeah, it was totally a Moses. Right. Moses. Him going down the trash river. He's like Bizarro <laughs> Moses. Yeah. And the opening of the movie is all Max Shrek, which I'm sure audiences were like, I can't wait for Batman Returns. The first 10 minutes, right. Max Shrek. Yeah. Right. It's it's Christopher Walken having uh, board meetings <laughs> against right. Michael Murphy as the mayor. Is there a reason that their mascot is like a Felix the Cat like <laughs> I have logo no besides idea. the fact that she's going to be Catwoman? I have no I idea, that but it's so great. Reason. Yeah. yeah, I love it's it. It's very strange. Yeah. Yes. It's so great. Yes, it's great. Hmm. You don't like it? You didn't like no. it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. He hates the logo. I mean, I gotta say, I can't argue with that Imagine logic. Imagine if, like, General Electric was like, our yeah, our logo should be a revolving our, cat head statue well, that's, like, well, perpetually fair, grinning. Our logo should be whatever uh, superhero the assistant to our CEO is Will going to turn into. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Right, I, right, I, right, I saw yeah. this Asbury Park uh, character. Let's make it a cat, but as gruesome. 
Let's make that our brand. <laughs> You're right. Sort of a Coney Island freak kind of logo. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's great. Uh, anyway, so uh, Max Shrek gets kidnapped and then Penguin's down there and he's like, of course, I look at everyone's poop and so I know everything about you. I also am a millionaire, <laughs> apparently, from being a sewer man. <laughs> That's crazy. Money works differently in the sewers, yeah, Ben. You should, money you in the should sewer. know this. <laughs> I just love I'm that a ditch that's, boy. The, I'm not a sewer that's man. the opening gambit. Very different. Well, and also the opening of this movie is like fully aligning itself with Penguin in the way the first one does with Batman. Right. Well, yeah. it makes like, you think that you're watching a movie about the Penguin for the right. first, yeah. We kind of are. Yeah. And then and, it is more of a Catwoman movie the latter half. It yeah. is never a Batman no, movie. No, right. no. But they mirror the thing in the beginning of the first Batman where they're all the newspaper headlines where they're like, is this true? Half right. bat, half man? Right. Like there's this sense that people have been whispering about the Penguin and yeah. they don't know whether or not there's like any fact to it. Right. And rather than it being like an embellished version of the real guy the real guy's ten times worse than yeah. what they're thinking about <laughs> he does look like the sketch of right. the Batman yeah right the circus found his baby bassinet yes right and they they raised him uh, to be a sideshow attraction right and then he sort of uh, convinced them pants. all to move to the sewer with him and lead an uprising because Obviously. he wants to know his his bloodline. He wants to know yeah. where he came from. He needs a crew to in order to help him find out who his mom and dad were. Right. You know what the best part of this movie is? It's just the penguin sitting in the hall of records. Just reading, reading books. Certificates. <laughs> and Batman, like, <laughs> <laughs> Batman looking through the window. Like, like what the fuck? You know, like, it's Christmas Eve oh, and I you're like licking a quill pen. <laughs> I mean, he's at the library. I won't disturb him. I yeah. love right. uh, the penguin so much. It's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine. Yeah, I mean, imagine both, now. Both of them should have won Oscars. For oh this. God! So, so, so yeah. he, so, so Shrek helps him find his. Parents. He kind of blackmails Shrek because oh, well, he's he... got the uh, the um, reconstructed shredded papers. Right. A lot of tape and yeah. you know, and spare time. Yeah. <laughs> like right, like that's yeah. Uh, and uh, I guess Selena's sort of in the background. Batman's done nothing. No, and then no, there's nothing. that scene like 20 minutes in when the Red Triangle Gang is doing something. When they, you know, where Pat Hingle's like, "Turn on the signal," yeah, right. And you see the signal, and you see the shot right. that we love. We both love so much. It, but the background on my phone, yeah. Michael Keaton is... just has been sitting. Bruce Wayne has been sitting in a chair, yeah. just waiting for the signal. He has nothing there. else. <laughs> the lights are off. Yeah, in the he's house. an empty vessel of a human being. <laughs> and he finally sees. He's like, "Oh, great, great, yeah. <laughs> I get to go." Yes, but that's minute fifteen. Right. Mm -hmm. Batman proper enters minute twenty. Then and he you like have punches him a fighting people, some of the guys, right, yeah. and he says one word when Commissioner Gordon is like, "Where are you going?" And he's like, "Elsewhere." Like he says, like, <laughs> like whatever. I, I count. To this. Literally, he says one word. Yeah. Then you have a couple more scenes of like quick glimpses of like him sitting at a computer looking at something, not saying anything. And a minute 40, he's like, Alfred, what's up with this? This is cold. And the first line that Batman says in his own movie is, is just complaining about it. It's a vicious It's supposed to be cold. Right. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. I he mean, and Alfred keep on relitigating the first movie, which I love. Also, they like go into Vicky Vale in a way that I don't feel like they need to. Like, right. I mean, I guess the last shot of the first movie when she's like, oh, I guess he's never going to come meet me in the cab. Like, that was the end of their relationship. <laughs> but right. um, yeah. Yeah. But then the other thing is that, like, that that's like the one piece of real fan service is that, like, everyone fucking complained about the fact that Alfred let Vicky Vale into the back. Right. So they felt right. like 
Tim, there's only one thing you need to address in this movie. <laughs> right. Otherwise, Wait, audiences are, you being are gonna serious? be. Yeah, fans were like so fucking really? angry about that. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Alfred but... would never do that. Like, it's his job to like protect the sanctity and the secrecy of the back. He cave. really likes Vicky. He does like Vicky. He thinks right. she's yeah. a nice lady. She yeah. is a nice lady. You can yeah. never trust a girl. Alfred's a fucking <laughs> cock. Like, yeah, that yeah, was, like people were, were like saying? protesting. Sure. Yeah. Right. In the streets? Yeah, I remember because I was four months old. <laughs> um your parents took you to a Batman protest rally and <laughs> yeah. made a clever sign for you my, and my put dad, it on Instagram. I'll tell you, if anyone was furious about Vicky Vale Griffin, being allowed into the Batcave. Do your dad. I mean, that, this is unbelievable. Do you see that? Alfred let Vicky Vale into the bat? I mean, what, what are these guys thinking? If my dad was oh famous, I, I would be on Mad TV. It's so true. Griff, I, 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 I wish I, your dad was guy, president. I mean, I, that, 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 that is unbelievable. I love your dad. Um... What was I going to say? So yeah, and then yeah, Selena gets shoved out a window, turns into Catwoman. All right, and then yeah, is there any more plot? Uh, and the plot is stuff. It's, it's all these people like balancing. There's that mayor plot. Other. There's the I guess that's the sort of spine of the story. But then there's also Bruce Wayne to falling in love with Selena Kyle. Mm-hmm. I guess. Oh, I guess so. Uh, that's the only other thing he does in this movie. Yes. Yeah. Like I like much. that they suss each other out pretty quickly. That scene yeah. at the Shrek ball. Mm-hmm. Where they just look at each other and they're like, "Oh, yeah, right, of course, right, obviously." Uh, Shrek, Shrek, Shrek. <laughs> like the it's movie. Great to say Donkey. Shrek Jesus, his Donk- office, his offices Donkey. look like uh, the outside of a Shake Shack. Is that are your? You are you about to oh, show yes. us something? You got no, yeah, this the, oh, the Shrek department store. Yeah, yeah. you mean Shake Shrek? Yeah, good. Uh-huh. Good. Shrek Shack. Yeah, Two dollars. Thank you. <laughs> um. But yeah, there's so many. There, I uh, to go back to the camp thing because the party scene made me remember this. I think one of the images that's just like embedded in my memory from this movie is um, is when the floor blows up and the penguin comes up in the rubber ducky boat, mm-hmm. the inexplicable rubber ducky boat. I love the rubber ducky. But there's something about that aerial shot of him, a penguin man. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. <laughs> riding, <laughs> riding a duck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in, a, in a summer blockbuster, you in say? In a summer blockbuster. Set during the dead of winter. In a fancy grown-up party. <laughs> yes. Uh, where adult things are happening. Sure. Um, it, it feels like, I, I, the only thing I could write, I was like trying to pinpoint the feeling of it. it. It feels like a tarot card. It feels like a lost tarot card. Also, like, he is a short little man. He's a tiny Why man is everyone just like, oh no, we must just stand here and do nothing. Like, also, what I, are I, they, this is what I love what about. are they screaming at though? They're just screaming because he's ugly. He's crazy looking. I mean, he has black goo coming out of his mouth. He's kind of handsome. He's got a nice smile. He's doing his hair into that. His teeth, though, have the the, the golem teeth in the flashbacks in Lord of the Rings when he's eating the fish and becomes bad. And then he's like, I'm eating the fish. I'm, I'm sorry. Let me just. Let he me wears t- Victorian pajamas. Excuse me. Let me pause. Well, he's still wearing the outfit he had on as a baby, which is now stretched and tattered to its ends. Can I just pause the conversation for one second? All yeah. four of us find it attractive that he's constantly spitting up black bile, right? We talk about how we all secretly want to fuck Beetlejuice. We all like the black bile that's dripping out of his lips. But you know, when, when, well, spoiler alert to skip to the end. But mm-hmm. when when he is like when he's face down, yeah. 
they make a point to make sure that the black bile is coming out of his mouth in clouds. Yes. As the penguins look down at him yeah, in clouds. the water. Bile clouds. That's my, my favorite my favorite part Beautiful of the whole shot. movie is when the penguins march him into the sea. Yeah, are like, sailors. And you, I imagine them just thinking like, you know, so ends the reign of the penguin, like ups and downs. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> he made us a lot of sewer money. <laughs> Got us involved in some heady schemes. Money. Got a little crazy at the end there. Right at the end there, I don't know. He might have overshot, yeah. you know, but you know, it's all but great he men. He our interests. <laughs> he was going to make the whole city cold. <laughs> well, I love cold. He throws that out, and they're like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, it doesn't come up again. He's like, crank up the AC. <laughs> My nightmare. Fucking lunatic. Oh, no, it's my, yeah, it's perfect. I am the penguin, probably. In, in my office, I'm the penguin. We are blowing out the yeah. mic so much because we have to do the Do, do the penguin. Voice. This is why this movie is like getting slapped in the face repeatedly, though. It's just like all these very long lines that DeVito is doing that he's just yelling. His delivery choice in all of them. Well, it's is like just... all guitar solos. Yeah, yeah. Yes, right. basically. Yes, right. And and as Ben said, like there's the scene where Max Shrek's like, I guess I'll make you the mayor. Wow. And uh, and not that. And they bring him up, right? And he's there's like the a scene very where he lures mayor. him up with the candidate. Yeah. True. I he's, mean, there's, he talks he has... specifically about how he wants to just grope people. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> we got to get to that. Um, you know, lures him up with a fish. He's half eating a fish. Then he bites someone's right. nose. He, he holds a raw fish in two hands and then bites into the stomach. <laughs> like, so the fish guts are just pouring out. He's like not done eating his fish. So he's <laughs> no. like very He's confused. holding on to the fish. He's his motivation in that entire yeah. scene where they bring him into the campaign And they're, like, office. they're talking like branding with but him. he's, and he's not like sure whether to keep the eating the fish right. or not. Yeah. That's his main concern. Right. It's and incredible. Then he bites someone's nose and blood spurts everywhere. <laughs> and <sighs> after that, everyone's like, anyway, like to continue with our conversation, like they aren't like, my God, this man's a freak. Only when they hear the soundtrack where he's like, ah, Gotham's for losers. They're like, what? What a scandal. So I want to actually, this is making me think of another question I had. And be honest and don't don't answer quickly. Okay. Sure. Heath Ledger's Joker, Danny DeVito's Penguin. Danny DeVito's Penguin. I mean, you I said really think like about that. it, but I've thought about it for years. Right. Danny I mean, as far as Agents of Chaos go. I, I like the Joker better. I mean, I... I like but as, I love as, the Penguin. It's as much choice. as I dislike everything that the Joker has come to represent in sure. online yes, discord. Mm-hmm. Much, Very much, annoying. Um, well, I, he did it I, for the lols. Joker did I think, it for the lols. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he just wanted... Some, some men... If I don't know if you've heard, but some men just want to watch the world burn? Yeah. yeah. Is it a weird <laughs> flex, but okay? <laughs> What's up? I'm That's sorry. That's the tea. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, well, Joker is a little <laughs> bit... Uh, <laughs> Twisted. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, but I, and I really do like that performance, despite everything. Love it. Love it. There are moments in that performance that are just sublime, and you can't. Right, no matter the I context, agree. no matter what happens, it's a wonderful performance. But as far as like an agent of chaos, and as far as like making you feel like you're losing your mind while you watch the movie. Yeah. See that I'm on board with. Like, right. Right. When Devito, you're watching Devito, you're like, I can't believe this is allowed. Yeah. Right. Your whereas, skin's like crawling. With, with <laughs> Heath Ledger, you're like, Ledger, I'm like, watching a movie. This is a charismatic this movie This is a very good performance playing, in right, a movie. Right. Yeah. And also like, you know, the Joker, but yeah, but the right, the, the flip side of that is the Joker genuinely, he's just like, right, I do just want it to be crazy all right. the time. The Penguin is a little more like, 
He's upset because he's a penguin. Right, right. Well, even think about... <laughs> he's got that going on. Think about the Anytime difference. Anytime you're looking at him, you're like, this guy does not like that he is a penguin. <laughs> think about the difference between henchmen, like the, the yeah. Nolan sure, Joker. Sure. Well, then, it's right. really scary to see clowns shooting at people. Sure. In this movie, they're just doing jazz hands <laughs> and just kind of dancing around, and you're that like, is, right, am man. I scared? That's what is classic, happening? I mean, that's the classic old Batman thing, yeah. the henchmen who just, right, like, <laughs> Mr. Freeze's henchmen have to wear, like, Eskimo suits at right. all times, like even and in the summer. I mean, Vincent Scavelli has an organ grinder. They're not fighting Batman. They're just kind of standing yeah. there waving their head right. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like riding motorcycles and wearing skeleton hands and going, ah. I do. The <laughs> skeleton hands are cool. No, yeah, they're, they're not. I don't like They the are good hands. performers. Oh, cool. no. Wait a sec. No. They got showbiz in their blood and they just want to <laughs> give us a nice show. That's true. Oh, okay. God. Let me say some things I like about the penguin, okay? <laughs> Go Flip on. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's the Trump thing, right? Kyle. Where it's like, here's a rich guy, born rich, mm-hmm. son of a rich man, never figured out how to be high class. And also, also like, oh, he's neglected by his parents. Yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. His father Mommy hates him. And daddy. Yeah. Right. He's entitled to all this money. But like all he wants, the way that people talk about Trump where they're like, all he ever wanted was to be a celebrity. He wanted celebrities right. to like him. Sure. He performatively dips everything in gold because he thinks that's what a fancy person's supposed to do. Like he's not even nouveau rich, but he can't do it in a way to get the it's others. It's the Mulaney joke that he he's a hobo talking about what he would do if he was rich. Right. He's, he's Donald mm-hmm. Trump. Right. Right. <laughs> and so like what's Penguin's driving force is like I'm trying to figure out like where I came from and why I was thrown away. And yeah, then, like, right. is there a way where I can now affect the role and, and resell myself as the kind of fancy leader that people want me to be? Where when he can't do it within, like, polite society of Gotham, it becomes the mayoral campaign. Well, right. and, but he also, and the adoration of the people quickly fills in the void, That's too. the point. Right. Like, Shrek yeah. is like, I can use him to my own means because he'll be in my pocket and he'll give me oh, the tax course. cuts we, I yeah, want. Yeah, right, right. And then he will just love the fact that he's able to draw crowds and they don't yes. care how grotesque he but, is because they've gotten into but, the idea that he represents the but people. But he has one fatal flaw. Which is? Anytime he sees a woman, he's like, oh, I want to fucking fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like that, literally. Well, he, like, I want to uh, squeeze your boobs right now. Once you you're giving me all the signals. Like, that's what he's like. He gets <laughs> around any woman. He gets so angry when Catwoman friend zones him. There's yes. like yeah. an aggressive yeah. friend zone scene this way where he's like, I'm so angry, I'll fly away. And then he's like, <laughs> on an upside down umbrella. umbrella starts like turning into a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. But the one thing at this movie that is totally fantastical is the idea that when they play the tape back that the people actually turn on them. Right, right. Because like, we've seen oh, him. he's life. not what he appears to be, which is a, a little penguin. <laughs> right, but what he's speaking to. Much like Trump is just like the anger of the people who are just like, this isn't fair. Yeah. So so he would find some way in reality to warp that to be like, you'd be yelling at you too if you were me. Yeah, it's well, and the Penguin tells it like it right. is. I but mean, then this all, movie takes this crazy that. third act twist, which talking about where he ranks in like the pantheon of villains, sure, sure, this sure. is a thing that no other movies do, right. okay? You have like the like, oh, I'm just an agent of chaos. I just want things to go crazy. Mm-hmm. You have the like, this is in order for me to steal all the money. I'm Mr. Right. Freeze. I need these diamonds, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, he needs diamonds. It's like all, it's a heist. It's a theft type thing. Diamonds power his freeze suit. Right. You know this. Which is the Dr. Octopus thing of like, I need to steal these cores yeah, 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 to yeah, build yeah. my experiment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you have the That's people who are just like, I want power. I want to sure. be in charge. Right. Or revenge. Right. Sure. Like, well, well, personal vendetta. Is more like a personal But that's vendetta. what I like right. about Penguin is yeah. that like, he's on the sort of power quest, but it was driven by other people. 
And then once that falls apart, he's like, you know what? Just fuck everybody. Right. I, I'm out for revenge against normal people. I'm in a yeah. pointed way just yeah. trying to get back at everyone yeah. in the world. My end game is just to murder people. Yeah. yeah. And this like vindictive thing of talk about things that are upsetting to children. I'm just going to steal all the babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is like biblical. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, like like put blood on the door, like all the first yeah, no, one, the plagues are yeah. coming. It's the plague. It's yeah. so upsetting. Sure. And there was, yeah, there was famously this thing where they just didn't know what to do in the last act. Right. Yeah, when they were writing it. Right. Sorry, but no, I, go on. What, but what I you? like that it just becomes like he just is pure evil. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like there's no like end that he's trying to get to. There's no gain for him. Right. It's not even that he philosophically likes the idea of people descending into chaos. Right. He just wants, like, to fucking make people miserable. Well, and I feel like a lot of superhero movies kind of do this, and other movies, too, do this in some way, where you have somebody who's, like, maybe there's some shade of redeemability with Mm. them. They are able to experience acceptance or love or something. Yeah. And then when they lose it, they go all the way. Sure. Which right, is, right, it's right. like that, but I feel like, I feel like, yeah, not, I, I, I want to say it's political, but not in like a, like, it's commentary on politics, like, even though we can kind of read that today like mm-hmm. that. But I mean, it is political in that it's like, I, I feel like it speaks more to like systems and people yeah. and like, and like, and like, it's a more of a sociological thing than like a one man's journey type of thing. Which is what I think this movie is <clears throat> all about. Yeah. Uh, and and there is the element of like as you said like it fills a void in him they dress him up nicer people start to take him seriously as like a man of high society he still is like so bruised by like yeah. a cat woman you were giving me all the signals yeah. like he still like is miserable <laughs> like he never gets happy he gets yeah. like a little <laughs> rush of it and he needs more and more and more and more yeah. and so at the end it's just like there's no fucking way this ever works yeah. like there's no way I'll ever feel normal I'll ever feel like I got my fair shake, like yeah. I'm on even footing with the, the people of Gotham with their chubby little digits. <laughs> chubby digits. Um, so uh, a couple things about this. One, uh, in terms of Batman not really having anything to do in this movie, uh, famously, yep. uh, his plot line was supposed to be uh, largely centered around Robin. Right. Right. Who they, they cast Marlon Wayans. Oh, Marlon Wayans right. is playing Robin, and it was like. That would he, be so much stuff. He though. took yeah, in right. a street orphan much stuff. Yeah. who then was like fixing his car, yeah, and he then he started to train him, right. and then at the end he became Robin. And they were like, too much, too much, too many plot lines. We already essentially have four main characters. Right. By removing that, Batman just becomes like the love interest. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of interesting. And then occasionally just a piece of iconography for people to react right. strongly to. Right. I like that his biggest action set piece in the movie is the penguin controlling him with a remote control. Yeah. Like the biggest mm-hmm. Batman action sequence in the <laughs> film else. is Batman with zero agency <clears throat> looking like a terrorist. Yeah. I love the way the tech looks too. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah. It looks really good. And the weird, like, pen car that his car turns into. But even just the exaggerated nature of how he's controlling it. Oh, that it's all theme park, right? That it's like a coin-operated, like, supermarket thing. Yeah. Um, I I think all of that is rad. Uh, Marlon Wayans got paid more money than any of us ever will in our life to not be in this movie. Mm -hmm. And Merchandise Spotlight, they made a Robin action figure that looks like Marlon Wayans, but they painted it white. Oh! Because it was late enough in production (laughs) that they were just like, oh, fuck. Oh, God. So there is a Robin action figure. Everyone was like, why are there Robin toys? Robin's not in the movie. It's the suit design that they had built for him. And it's by 1992 manufacturing standards, not a super accurate likeness, but it notably has a high top fade. (sighs) 
It is weird. a white peach color <clears throat> Robin with a high top fit. I'm trying to find it. Is it this one? Is it this one? Uh, correct. Yeah, oh, wow. It. Right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, if you can find a close-up of the face, it's it's like Marlon. Yeah, no, you can tell. Yeah. You can tell, yeah. Remember yeah. when nothing had to make sense, though, with superheroes? <laughs> well, that's like, the thing. These movies were for children. Like yeah. you say, even though they made lots of money and critics had to you know, pay a little attention to them. Yeah. They were, yeah, they They're were goofy kids. movies for kids. Yeah. And when, when Joel Schumacher takes it in the even goofier direction, no one was like, what a shame. Everyone yeah. was just like, yeah, it's, that's that sense. logical right. end point. Like, yeah, there he is. That's powering right. a suit with diamonds. Oh, right. yeah. He looks like Amazing. kid in play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but but also so like fucking like Rumpelstiltskin doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like all these things are just speaking to like these elemental fears. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, which is I don't know. I mean, I I I like that about these more, even though I feel like they don't. They really it's not the thing that that annoys me is not that they don't make any sense. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's more the feeling of watching them. Uh, Aside from like kind of cool nightmarish imagery, but I'm talking about all the mayhem and all the insane action and stuff feels, I think, just too disorienting for me now. Interesting. Like it's just not, it doesn't, it doesn't feel like a childlike nightmare to me, nor does it feel like a competent action scene. It just feels like a lot of like, and 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 I, I feel like anytime it slows down, anytime there's like a conversation between two characters, mm-hmm. It is properly deranged and in a way that I can read and follow. Uh-huh. Uh, but but all of his style of action, I also want to maybe float that Tim Burton sucks at action directing. Uh, not his strong suit. Not his yeah. strong suit. I, I, I mean, I just I can't know, think I of action. He would, never, yeah. he would never, I don't think he, he would say probably he say he right, would. Was, but yeah. I think like it's sort of instructive to see. But it is funny to think that, right, he made two Batman movies and yeah. he invented these yeah. kinds of movies yeah. without, without really knowing them how to them really do having that. action yeah. sequences. No, he likes yeah. gags. Like, he likes, like, set up payoff. Right, and Batman sort of just shit. sort of, like, right. stomps around very yeah. slowly and sort so of, like, stiffly. punch. Yeah. Like, yeah. He has the batarang that goes, like, do, 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 But do. he, like, yeah. they give him enough time to sit there and be like, oh, I'm going to program it to hit insane. this guy, this guy, this guy. Like, it's very... Well, and the it's CD, so... that the fact that, like, while the Penguin is controlling his car, he has the time to take out, like, a blank CDR. Yeah. Like a Memrex. Yeah. From a multicolored ten pack, uh-huh. keep going, and then insert it in, <laughs> and just be like, "I'll need this recording for later." Is there any Catwoman stuff we want to say that before we get to the box office? I, I do mean, like that they keep track the counting of how many times she's dying right. throughout the movie. I, I mean, I just, I guess I want. I, I know that guys always talk about this movie as being like this sexual awakening for them when they're they're young, and I feel like there's some weird. And I haven't quite wrapped my head around what it is yet, having just watched it for the first time in a long time. But there is some kind of version of that that I think happened for a lot of girls. But it's like different. It's like it's like a kind of aspirational thing, but also not. It's like both cautionary and aspirational at the same time. Uh, I don't know. I yeah, it's interesting. I mean, she's so good. I was telling I was t- when I was waiting for you guys to come back from class. Glass. Um, yeah. Two glass holes to come back from class. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just talking about like her performance is so subtly good in a lot of ways. Like she, there is a moment where she like, I can't remember what the action is, but it's something like she punches through a wall or she's like breaking open some box or something. Um, And the way she does it, and it's like shot from behind, 
Also, I don't think that this movie objectifies her at all, no matter how kinky her costume is. Yeah, like, it's costume very, is kinky, but she's not. She's they're not, not doing the sort of yeah, pan up her legs and ass or whatever. Yeah. At all. And they're always sort of presenting her as a threat above all else. Yeah. Right. yeah. Or just like this. Well, also, Batman isn't afraid to say, like, eat floor. <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> like, this isn't something where she, there's like some lady she has to fight. Right. You know? right. But right. there's a moment where she does this move, and it's like, it's a. Ca- it's totally physically cat-like, but yeah. not in a way, not in a cat's way, right. like the yeah. musical. Like it's it's in a way that <laughs> would like, be good if she was like Rumple Sure, or, yeah, right, I mean she's right. not doing like this. I'm doing. I'm <laughs> the like which Halle Berry does a little right, bit. Right, she does yeah, a right. lot of that. Uh, but but there's something. It's just like more just a where do I put my weight in my body as I am like half inhabiting and inhabiting the the role of a cat, which is like. Interesting and cool, and I, I I noticed that way more this time around, and I I was very impressed with that. It's a very uh, physically precise performance, and especially in a movie like this, I think the same thing of of Devito though, which is kind of crazy because like as I said, I've been watching all this Taxi recently, and his whole kind of thing is that he just sort of like gets angry and flails around. Sure. And it's amazing how often in Taxi he's, like, pointing in the wrong direction. Like, the camera's not picking up on him. You get the sense that it's just like, this guy's a ball of energy. Just let mm-hmm. him do whatever he yeah. wants and just try to capture it. Yeah. And then in this, you know, I, I, I get the sense that Burton was probably very meticulous on set. But between, like, the makeup and the costumes and the angles and their sort of gesture and all the different physical acts, there's just, like, constantly this relationship between them and the sets and the lens mm-hmm. to, like, make these perfect sort of tableaus. And with both of them, it's crazy because they're wearing these things that must be like such extreme physical impediments. Yeah. So aggressively uncomfortable and hot. Right. Uh, She came in pretty late to this movie because it was supposed to be Annette Bening. Then she Mm -hmm. got pregnant. Yeah. Then Sean Young broke onto the Warner Brothers lot wearing a homemade costume trying Mm -hmm. to get the role. Mm -hmm. And uh, people never uh, stopped making fun of her for that. Yes, that's true. And then Michelle Pfeiffer got it. Yeah. Uh, and jumped into it, and she, uh, in interviews, will always talk about how, like, impossible it was. So she's just, like, the first day was like, I can't act in this. Right, right. where they like, had to, like, move, I can't essentially breathe. cut her out of the suit once a day so she could, like, go to the bathroom. Yeah. Like, right. it was, like, horrible. I think. Right, and she's in these insane high heels. She's yeah. got these razor blades on her fingers, and she, like, had to learn how to actually use the whip. Like, all this right. stuff that's just, yeah. like... And she was in this point where she was huge because she mm. had had the Married to the Mob, Tequila Sunrise, yeah. Dangerous Liaisons, and then Scarface. Fabulous Baker Boys. Right. Well, that's earlier. Scarface yeah. is. Yeah. But like that, Fabulous Baker Boys is like the greatest, one of the greatest female performances mm. yeah. in a movie, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. And so I think, but then after that, she, this, that's 89. This is 92. Sure. And in between, she just had like, like Frankie and Johnny. Like she hadn't had a hit. Right. So I do think she was on a slight downswing. Like she did kind of need... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, to be in the zeitgeist again. Yeah, I love Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, so it worked. Much. I mean, I, this like really uh, bumped her up for the rest of the decade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she kind of starts working less and less in the two thousands, but up until this point and after this, through to like White Oleander. White Oleander. Right. She's in at least a movie a year. She, right. You know, she she works. Yeah, and she was a big fucking. Star. You know, one fine day we stand two legends. Yeah, that movie rules. Another movie I watched at a slumber party. That's a real slumber party movie. <laughs> oh, can I tell you guys about my first experience watching this movie? Please. Um, it's not really like a good story. Like it's not. It doesn't have a three act structure. But uh, I will always associate this movie with um being at a slumber party where, for whatever reason, because this is just the kind of thing that happened to me, and I could not explain why. Uh, I watched this movie. 
in the living room of my friend's house. There was a wall of of couch cushions down the middle of the room. I had to sit on one side of the wall and all the rest of the girls were on what? the other side of the wall. Wow. Why? <laughs> That's just the kind of thing that happened to me when I went to a slumber party. Regularly? <laughs> yeah. It makes walls? So my memory of this is just sort of like sitting on like a bare carpeted floor and like all the girls are like on the other side of the wow. wall. Why are you not on the I don't understand. I'm very upset by this. Are you being victimized like actively or is it just like passively? I think I was just giving off like please make fun of me and torture me vibes as a child. But But you would get um, invited and then they would invite you to sort of. Yeah, I would be invited to a zombie party but then things would always take a turn. Once the parents went to bed, build that yeah. wall. Suddenly, they'd start chanting. So this is why that. I was such a like I was such a goody two shoes because like whenever parents were around, everything was fine and I felt safe. And whenever parents went away, it was like, oh no, I'm gonna get like they treated you like <laughs> the penguin. <laughs> yes, this is why I I I I I feel so much. For... And that's why you were such close friends with Vincent Schiavelli. It's all yeah. kind of <laughs> it's my guy making sense now. He's your number one guy. Let's see the box office. Okay. Wait. Final thoughts. Come on. Uh, Bruce Wayne, big ass fireplace. Rules. Right. Okay. You could burn a fucking There's tree. There's more colors in, in this movie than there were in the last one, and I'm grateful to it for that. It's it maybe because it's a Christmas movie, but I think I don't know. Just, I, well, let's talk about the ending. Because there are a couple okay. interesting things that happen in the ending. I mean, okay. they it ends with the four main characters standing off in the Gotham Zoo, a snow mm-hmm. fallen Gotham mm-hmm. Zoo. And it, it there's like not a final action sequence. Like you have this like there's the electrocution, right? And well, but what I'm saying is that. you have you know uh, a penguin gives his big uh, patent speech, and then mm-hmm. all the penguins take to the streets with their missiles taped to their backs. Oh, sure, right. But then when they end up in this like sort of like four square, they they just sort of talk to each other. Right. Yeah. yeah, like there are acts of violence within it, but it's not a fight sequence. And Bruce is essentially in this point in his life where he's like, you know what? This is stupid. Like I don't want to. Like, who right. cares? Right. This great. Also, his mask rips off so easily. I love it. It's bad. It's so strange. I love As a it. kid, I didn't like it. And I, I like, hate it. I like it how like a fond weird end. the rip is. How he still has yeah. like on one side of one his bit. face. Yeah. Um, I also love when they cut back to him right before he rips it off. He doesn't have the eye black around his eyes. We've talked about this on this podcast. To the extent that I I recorded it on my phone to just like double check it. And it's great. It's really weird. Um, But he's sort of trying to like save Catwoman, which she just sort of scoffs at the notion of. She's sort of like half tempted, I think. But then, you know, she wants to kill Max Shrek. She wants her revenge. Right. And he shoots her, kills most of her lives. And this is where I think Batman starts. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm. I understand the argument that Batman sucks because he's a billionaire and a cop, basically. But uh, <laughs> I think this is where his, like, I think it's easy enough to forget that about him when he's Michael Keaton Batman because mm-hmm. Michael Keaton Batman is such a weirdo and he's right. so, like, he hates being a millionaire. Not that it's like, oh, I hate being a millionaire. I'm yeah. a good millionaire. But, like, still, it's like, I think it's easier to overlook that that kind of, I don't know, for me, not great aspect of Batman being a superhero. But but I think when at the end when he's trying to assure Catwoman that the man who tried to murder her will be like taken be, care taken of into justice, like, the, yeah. justice. The, the billionaire industrialist right, like, yeah who, he's like yeah right. don't worry the law will take care of this yeah right um and she uh, understandably I think like, is no like, yeah, no I don't think they right. will yeah I mean yeah. he doesn't I think he doesn't want her to be a murderer and right. of course she is er- upset earlier when Penguin kills uh, the beauty queen yes, character, she is. Yeah, which is another scene where you're like 
Like, uh, oh whoa. boy, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, of course she's got a fucking murder Max Shrek yeah. rules. Yeah, uh, and in a big taser explosion, she uh, kisses him with a taser. Right, that was supposed to birth Two Face, and then it, when they were test screening it, people loved Catwoman so much that they they shot this thing at the end, this final shot where she looks up. Right, the, the end of the movie yeah. was just supposed to be, you know. Uh, Bruce Wayne takes the cat into the car, says Merry Christmas, Alfred, and then the camera pulls up to the skyline and they couldn't get her back. So that's a weird animatronic dummy oh, weird. for the back of her head. There's huh. a whole special feature on how they tried to like replicate it and it didn't work. So they end up building a robot. Why didn't they just use a person? They did and it, like the f- shape wasn't right. It's so strange. Oh, that's on the so DVD, strange. they show all the evolution of the different attempts. And they did one with a stand-in, and there was a problem with it that I don't fucking remember. Yeah. Can we just fast rewind really quick, just because when Shrek, uh, if when Shrek gets electrocuted, he turns into like a really good charred corpse. Like, yes. On, on scale, oh, it's so because his, good. Because his eyeballs are not um, burnt, so right. yeah. <laughs> they're just sitting there. Yeah. In a burned skeleton's head, uh, and his hair is still looks the same. Uh, it's it's wild. It's really it good. Um, they uh, wanted to make a Catwoman movie for a long time there was a period of time where Tim Burton said that he was going to do it it was part of the thing of him stepping down right. from uh, Batman Forever which he got a producer credit on that one he wanted to make a third one he was like guys you know, now I get the sequel thing if they're all yeah. like this I'm down to make as many as you want <laughs> and they were like you can't make these ever again right. <laughs> right. absolutely not right uh, there was the big thing where they had a Happy Meal promotion for this movie and that parents they, like, pulled, right? protested because they were like, this is making it seem like it's a kid movie. My kid ran out screaming or it I had to pull my ch- kid it out. It is a child's movie. Yeah, but parents <laughs> were so furious about yeah. it. There were like no, local a- protests and shit. These things were not so clearly delineated yeah. back then. It's like there's a lot of Wild West as far as like what was a child's movie and sure. what was not. Well, that was, so their thing was, uh, it, right, right, and that was back then there were also more like, like, this is a family movie. It's mm-hmm. free willy. Whereas now, like, family movies are also adult blockbusters. Right. Like, yes. all movies yeah. are well, made for all, eight-year-olds. It all got blurred together. Which um, means that all the adult movies are made for eight-year-olds. Made for eight-year-olds. Uh, so, uh, Tim Burton, I think, was like, cool, I'll just make Catwoman. Catwoman sure. will be its own thing. Right. You don't care about maintaining that brand. Right. I can, like, run to my heart's content. And I think they never totally got a script they wanted. Well, they, they no. It was Daniel canned. Walters yeah. wrote that incredible script yeah. that they loved, and yeah. the studio read it and was like, "Not only are right. you not allowed to make this that. movie, don't even look at us again. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to see your face. Yeah. Darken this door, Daniel Waters." So then Burton quit, and then I think they were still going to try to make some Catwoman movie with Pfeiffer. Pfeiffer eventually quit, and then it became like Ashley Judd. Like it yes, went Ashley through Judd like for a while right. all the sort of actresses of the '90s until it ended up at Halle Berry. With it's the, insane right. that it, uh, man. It was it was gonna be. I can't. There's some. There's Waters another... has explained what his Catwoman script was, yeah. and it sounds it's amazing. It. Yeah, it's like she goes to some city that's like patriarchy city, and right. she has adventures. It's amazing. She goes to like the opposite of Marwin. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, uh, right. He, he right, and his thing was that he turned it in the day Batman Forever came out. Oh, right, and they were like, "This is not what we're yeah, looking never for." Again. There's right. also I found I think it like surfaced in a couple of years ago that John August did a script for a Catwoman movie, and he like has a oh, statement sure. that he put up too. That yeah. was like from late '90s, but still, I think that's when it was, it still was supposed to be the Ashley Judd. Yeah. But it, it also yeah. sounds kind of good. She goes to somewhere called Oasisburg, which is like Las Vegas to Gotham's mm-hmm. uh, New York City. 
It's a resort area in the middle of the desert run by superheroes. And it has a great, the movie has great fun making fun of the whole super male superhero mythos. They end up not being very good at all deep down. So she has to turn into Catwoman again. Yeah, it sounds great. A, a town run by, you know, jerky male superheroes. Yeah. The Catwoman has to like do battle in. Yes. Please. It's like <laughs> Vegas. Yes. It sounds demented. Um, okay. So box office game. Yeah. I almost blew it on Doug Loves Movies because I thought this movie had grossed less than it did. I think probably just because of the reputation of it was a disappointment. It was such a big drop off from the original. That's crazy. I don't remember it. Like, as a kid, it felt like the biggest movie of all time. It's it's weird to learn that it was such a disappointment. Well, just like the, the first one just kind of made like everyone yeah. happy by being just sort of like middle of the road in right. terms of its weirdness. Right. And balanced out with enough normalcy. Yeah. And this one, I think people didn't know what the fuck to make of it. There are also few sequels like this that just like deviate this far from the original, change the aesthetic so much. Like he like warps a lot of the style from the first one. The the sort of like 1940s aspect of it is sort of gone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a weird film. Anyway, David box office. June 19th, 1992. Okay. Um, it opens to $45 million. Which I think was the biggest. It was the biggest opening yeah. weekend of all time. Yeah. Um, adjusted for inflation, I suppose that would be uh, 97. So it's yeah. amazing how much in weekend inflation there's been in general. Yeah. Number two is uh, the word of mouth. What was, what was the final total? It was 215? No, 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 no. What, 162. See, so that's, it was uh, not right, a big hit. Right, right. Because the original did 400. Yeah. 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 No, it was it was a disappointment. Right. And it, yeah, there's no question. Wait, I mean, what did the original do at the time? 260 or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. I'm sorry. This is important. 251. Okay. 251. So this made, yeah, like a lot less. Right. Yeah. Um, number two is the word of mouth comedy hit of the summer. Of 1990. That maybe no one, I assume this was sort of a surprise hit. It eventually, it's made 55 million. It's going to make 139. Jeez. It stars a lady. Well, don't a say great that lady way. of comedy. A great lady of comedy? Mm-hmm. Is it Bette Midler movie? No. From 1992. Correct. Huh. And is she the only person above the title? Oh, yeah. Not only is she the only person, only her first name needs to oh, be above course, the title. Oh, of course. The film is called Sister Act, and yes. Whoopi is the star. That's right. What do we think of Sister Act? I've never seen it. What? Yeah, never seen it. I don't I've remember s- I've seen two. about it. Sister Act 2, I've seen. I've seen it. I've the seen both of them. Yeah. Two is better. They're both good, though. Maggie Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Did someone weird direct two? Did Bill Duke direct Sister Act two? You don't have to yell at me. I think the great Bill Duke directed Sister Act two back in the habit. Uh, Sister Act one was directed by... It's the Dirty Dancing Ardolino. He did Dirty Dancing. And Sister Act two... Directed by the great Bill Duke. Back in the habit was directed by Bill Duke. Yep. Great movie. Uh, Number three is a, a robust adult... Male thriller. Um, it's a sequel, but it has a new actor. It's a sequel, but it has Robust. a new actor. Robust. Robust. It's a lot of talking. A lot of guys talking in the room, is being it, like, we got to talk is talk it, business and it, policy. Is it a Jack Ryan movie? It's a Jack Ryan movie. Is it Clear and Present Danger? No. And the no. other one I always forget is called... It's about the IRA. Sean Bean is in it. He's the villain. Patriot Games? That's right. There we go. Harrison Ford is Patriot Games. Yeah. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> they're playing. It'd be great if someone in the movie actually said, like, they're playing Patriot Games. <laughs> Bureaucracy has a name. 
And that name is Jack Ryan. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah. The rare sequel that starts with Jack Ryan retiring where you're just like, are, have we only just done one of these? We, he's already retired. What if the third Batman movie was called Batman Retires? <laughs> and he's just like, I gotta be honest, this Catwoman thing fucked me up. I don't know if I'm on the right side of this whole coin. <laughs> Number four is a, a comedy. Two big stars. Uh, we saw, we all saw one of these stars last night at the New York Film Critics Circle. They came up on stage. Yeah, they presented an award. Deborah Winger? No. I don't know. See Martin? Yes. Is it uh is it uh House Sitter That's with Billy right. Hunt? Never seen House Sitter. I've not seen House Sitter. It's fun. It's a Frank Oz film. I've seen House Guest with yes. Sinbad. Right, Phil Hartman. Yeah. But I've never seen House Sitter. I like House Sitter. Are they house sitting? Is that the idea? She is sort of a con artist where she pretends that she's house sitting. And he okay. comes home. It sounds like more than a sort of a con artist. She is a con artist who pretends that she's house sitting when people <laughs> go away, interested. their vacation homes. And then he comes back and then they have, she starts a relationship with him so she can stay there. I seen it a while ago. I remember it being pleasant. Okay. Yeah. That's number three. Uh, yeah. Number five is a three. Number five is a three. It's a three. <laughs> Lethal Weapon? Yeah. Lethal Weapon three. Starring? Uh, Mel Gibson, Dan Glover, and... Scribbled in Joe, Joe Pesci, who's trying he's to get like this. in frame. Like... He's in between their two shoulders. <laughs> have you seen this poster? It's one of my favorites. Uh, I have. I don't it. think so. Joe Pesci. He must yeah, have Emily's been sick of us. Do you Here think... we go. <laughs> I'm Do you think Joe Pesci was calling his agent like every day, being like, "I want you to stay on Batman in case Devito quits." <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. We are, are the are stalking horse. Yes. Do you think those are his fingers? No, absolutely not. Those are Definitely little. Not. Those are little Vienna sausages. <laughs> those are Pudgy some little digits. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they don't have nails. I just love this poster because Gibson and Glover are just playing it one hundred percent straight, right. yeah. like which makes it all the funnier. Yeah. That and the Joe Pesci. <laughs> don't forget me. Chevy digits. <laughs> little Joey Pesci. Oh boy, I've seen all the Lethal Weapons, but I really don't remember any of this. I think I have only seen one in four. Four is, four is all right. Four is overstuffed. I don't There's say that bad way. It's just interesting how many people they were pushing into that movie. Yeah, because it's got Jet Li. It's got Chris Rock. Right. The Who Pesh, in it? The Roos. When Russo. did four come out? In like 98. Okay. Yeah. The gang's all here. We love them. Oh, yeah. Gang's all here. Chris Rock just does some of his stand-up routines. Literally just does stand-up in the movie. There's a bit where yeah. Joe Pesci's like, I can't get my cell phone to work. And Chris Rock's like, what's the deal with these cell phones? <laughs> yeah, like like that's what it he is. He just does his Letterman set. Well, because he was so he was the precinct. biggest stand-up comedian since like prior. Like right. where it was just like, we just got to get this guy in movies right now. Right. He's like, going to be a movie know, star, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. You didn't like that I did that? You've been yelling a lot, David. <laughs> I'm losing my voice, too. Yeah. Luckily, Weird. we're recording another episode tomorrow. Yay. <laughs> yeah. How do you guys feel about the decision to do Burton so far? Well, we're still in the good part. We're still in the good part. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah. really genuinely, because I'm not like Griffin, where I haven't seen almost any of these movies in a long time. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. mean, Batman Returns, maybe I've seen more, freak, more, but like, I had not seen Edward Scissorhands in close to 20 right, years. Right. Same goes for like Pee Wee. You don't drink the juice on the reg? Don't really drink the juice on the reg. I went on a date with my girlfriend. I'm dead silent. Uh, you could hear see a pin it, drop. To see it like in a park a few years right. ago. I the feel juice. like it's one. It's very easy to see Beetlejuice frequently. I feel like I yeah. probably see at least half of Beetlejuice once a okay. year. And you've said it two times and that's enough. <laughs> 
That's okay. Uh, Edward, I I've want him to times. be here. I'd like to yeah, see him. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd People be were very unhappy when he arrived and nothing funny happened. Yeah. <laughs> Almost as if I hadn't planned out how that bit would end. <laughs> um, anyway, and uh, so, yeah, so I'm dreading uh, the coming times. We've only had to record one, one bad, bad one. one. We've largely been in advance, going right. in in somewhat order. Right, but Planet of the Apes, I think, is going to be soon for us, uh, really? just in terms of chronology, like where I mean, we're at. That is dead last bottom in the barrel for me. I, I haven't rewatched it since truly, it came out. Truly. I, I think there are a few uh, movies that boring. are more of a slog than that. One. Real yeah. slog. Yeah, does have apes. You know, whole planet of it's good. But, uh, yeah, Giamatti's so good. I'm so out on the entire. I've never seen any of the new ones that everybody yeah. says are good. I don't. What about like the old the, ones? No, I've I've fan. seen I've seen Burton movies recently, although not a lot. I I feel like the last one I saw. What would it have been? Did you see them big eyes? No, I didn't see big eyes. Did you see them dark shadows? No, I didn't see dark shadows. <laughs> you, you probably saw Alice in Wonderland. No, I've never seen Alice All right. in Wonderland. It must be Sweeney Todd. Todd. Yeah, it's probably Sweeney Unless Todd. Unless you saw Peregrine. For no, some I didn't. Reason. No, it was probably Sweeney Todd. Yep. Yeah, that's, that's insane. And you liked that's it. 10 years ago. And you still, I liked it. Yeah, 12 I mean, years maybe, ago. Maybe that's a good place to leave. Oh, yeah. Got the yeah. old London. Yeah. Put you in a pie. London. <laughs> Sweeney. I have to get it out now because our guest, I won't be able to do this in front of. Sweeney. Oh, our guest for that episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Dave, how did you learn how to do that accent so well? Oh, boy. He seems pretty good at it, actually. Sweet. I was, yeah, I was like, the so whole time, weird. like, he locks right oh, And he's it's not, a, like, you're an actor, and so, like, it would make right, sense if you could do an accent. I'm classically like trained. But I mean, David is. I'm no, actor. Actor. <laughs> I'm no actor. But did you do research wow. for that accent? How did you learn how to. How did you, you pick ever? it up I somewhere? I picked it up maybe? in London, mate. What on a, on a vacation? To know fielding. On a vacation? What do you do? Like a holiday? Like a house swap? What did you well, do? Well, recently Study I did. Study abroad. Yeah. <laughs> recently. You were there, what? One semester tops. Right. One you semester. stayed a little like, extra. See, I'm, Dave, I'm willing to commit more to this bit now that you I've yoinked the, the other one Correct. out. You I will go bit. all in for this Order one. Order has been restored. This is how things are supposed to be. <laughs> it is. David, how it wipe be. your tears away with Patreon money and I, answer I me. I literally loaded answer, the Patreon. Answer to make sure there's one question. Are you, just, are you wondering if it's still worth still it? Still a 2K. Still a 2K. All right. There we go. Yeah. No, it's worth it. It's worth it. You know, it's got to be over. David. Please uh, look at that number mm-hmm. and answer me one question. Uh-huh. Where did you learn how to do that accent? Well, I was going to say, I was actually the uh, just the other week in London on vacation. Was it your first time? wasn't my first time because I was actually there. But you there. must not have known anybody there. I was actually there you for no a fruits. wedding of one of my closest friends because I but grew how, up oh, how in you, London. What? No. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. <laughs> Thank you for being here, Emily. You're the mother of blankies. You're the best. I'm trying. <laughs> uh, I met I met your mother last night. That's true. You were the mother of mother of blankies. The mother of mother of blankies. And I told that, her that, and and she said, "Please stop telling." <laughs> <laughs> It was, was very loud. I was drunk, and I was like, "You don't understand. You're the mother of the mother of blankies." <laughs> she was like, "I'm proud of my daughter." She's still Ugh. not she's really. She's visiting right now, and I'm pretty sure she still doesn't know what I'm doing right now. She like I've, I said it several times to her, and she's like, "So why are you watching Batman today?" Yeah, uh, yeah. So hi, mom. Uh, hi, mom. Yeah. Um, thank you all for listening. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Thanks, Andrew, for good for social media. We've been so loud this episode. I'm trying to be very like sure. NPR and well, no, don't now. do that. I'm no, giving I me more work. Talking. <clears throat> how you been talking? Oh my God, relax, oh my God. relax. Oh, I'm Prince of Crime. Thank you to Andrew Fergudo for our social media. Thank you to Pat Reynolds and Joe Bowen for our artwork. Lee Montgomery for our theme song. Go to blankies.reddit.com for some real nerdy shit. Go to TeePublic for some real nerdy shirts. Remember to sign up for Blank Check special features on Patreon. 
And as always, an hour ago, Ben texted me we should end the show with, and as always, parentheses, sing Kiss from a Rose, except that's not from this movie. That's from Batman Forever, Ben. <laughs> <laughs>